Welcome to the Warren Beast Podcast, the podcast that has a serious craving for crab meat. Huh? <laughs> I'm Emily. I'm Jordan. And this week we are reviewing Season 2, Episode 8, Bad Spark. In case you haven't noticed, we are Kendall-less at the moment. Uh, Kendall, Kendall's dealing with some real-life stuff at the moment. He's hopefully joining us later, but for right now we are, we are going on without him and his behest and so that means that i'll get to read imdb today <laughs> <laughs> yeah Shelby gets here um because I, I this was a really fun episode i want to know his opinion on it yeah <laughs> yeah overall it was uh an interesting app but as normal we'll we'll save the, the opinions for the end um so yeah um damn i was gonna bring up stuff about you know forge to fight because i've been playing it too now but we Let's might want to wait till. Well, no, we might want to wait till the end after we get into Casey's uh, news thing because there's some stuff about Forge to Fight today uh, as okay. well. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, yeah. that's a good segue. Or good way. To <laughs> do it, I suppose. And I keep meaning to. I got to put a uh, a little news sound clip in anytime we read Casey's post. <laughs> we'll figure that out. But yes, I so. still I still say the the. Uh, the um generation one's uh screen catch like oh, commercial break thing is I'll I'll find that because I can't use that I can't use me doing the sound because that uh, that sounded absolutely horrible. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's this uh, hockey game on uh, Xbox Live where all the sound effects in it were just like people making like. Boop, boop, noises, and it was amazing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I keep forgetting because Kendall will normally take over at this point and start reading IMDb, which means that now I have to do it. So, okay, so <laughs> take IMDb. over yourself. Yeah. So we actually have stuff. Uh, we do have some points of trivia for this episode. Uh, first being that this is Rampage's episode debut. As we will, as we find out. Also, Rampage is not actually named until the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I assume it's Megatron who names him. Yes. In- interesting choice for a name as well. Uh, when attacked, Rampage claims persistence is futile. This was a play on the motto of the Borg, the extraterrestrial race from Star Trek The Next Generation, which is, of course, persistence <laughs> is futile. Um, I was gonna say Rampage's name is pretty fitting. Yeah. See, <laughs> yeah. uh, Rhinox calls upon Primus to help them uh, towards the beginning of the episode uh, in the Transformers saga. Primus is the creator of all Transformers. And finally, the the last tidbit: uh, all that is seen of Rampage's attack on Tarantulas is a scream of horror that pierces the jungle, and then it says, "As befalls Billy in the original Predator movie." <laughs> so, I I did sort of get a bit 
of a horror movie vibe at times in this episode. It, oh yeah, that totally. actually is kind of. I think they did that on purpose. Yeah, sort of like a like fore- I, foreboding of how bad this this particular new character can be. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> sorry for my coughing. I got something in my throat. <laughs> um, with, with with like the the whole like premise of the episode, like a horror vibe, like totally fits. Mm-hmm. As we'll see. It almost, um, the more I think on it, well, I suppose I should probably say this in, well, I'll put this little tidbit in. Initially, I got a almost Jason Voorhees vibe. From. Yeah. 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 Just because, you know, he, you think at the start of the episode that he's, that he's dead, and then sure enough, he just sort of springs back to life. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, to be honest, I think that's kind of something that they kind of played on with it with him. Because if you, I don't know, like there's there's something about Rampage that they definitely wanted to be menacing and and remind you that, yeah. of like stuff like that. Absolutely, yeah. But that's all I got for IMDb. They just had five things and then they had some okay. quotes and like I'm not gonna read all the quotes. That's like the entire episode, and I do that yeah. anyway. So. <laughs> Okay, so on the TOF wiki, it mentions some continuity errors, uh, such as the circumstances of Protoform X's reactivation aren't quite clear. Uh, he's already gained a beast mode, suggesting that his stasis pod carried a DNA scanner. Mm-hmm. But he's also offline. Previous episodes made it clear that the Protoform had to be active and functioning in order to properly assume a beast mode. Much like Optimus Primal, he's also mutated, well, mutated further into a transmetal. Mm-hmm. When all other Earth-born transformers were immune, or when all other Earth-born transformers were immune to the transmetalization process, some of these discrepancies can probably be ascribed to his in, his inherently unusual nature. Mm. Yeah, I was gonna say like yeah, yeah. Um, this one's actually a good point. Why would Optimus Prime will be so quick to assume Protoform X's indestructible spark was permanently offline? It's like, admittedly, he didn't have much time to examine it before the Predacon showed up, and his later assertion that it was offline may have been to deter Black Arachnia. Wishful thinking, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, uh, the thing is, too, that I got the impression that while Primal was aware of what had been done thus far... Maybe he was wondering if, because of the planet attack and all the energon that, you know, had been detonated, that maybe that might have done him in. Because I can't imagine that they would have put him through anything remotely similar to that up until this point, so. Oh, that's a good point. Um, Black Arachnia mocks Optimus' claim that the Protoform X is offline when she first attacks, but she later seems to believe it when she and Silverbolt find Tarantulas or what's left of him. I think that's the, or like the the first part. I think. Yeah, yeah. Because at first she's like she. I think <clears throat> something along the lines of I'm not buying it. <laughs> and then she sees well, as we'll get to it, she sees body parts scattered all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and here's here's an, another small continuity. Optimus is remarkably assured that Protoform X, the immortal indestructible mutant, isn't going anywhere after he falls off a cliff. Yeah, it was really silly. <laughs> Surely he could have assigned Cheetor to Sentry Duty while he conferred with Rhinox. Yeah. 
Or had yeah. Rhinox come to them and they could just keep <laughs> shooting yeah. him until he arrived. <laughs> uh, there's some continuity notes here where Pro- uh, Protoform X's stasis pod was presumably one of the many knocked out of orbit back in Other Voices Part 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also points out that Silver Bolt first encountered Black Arachnid Arachnia entangled web, where he found that his chivalrous code prevented him from hitting Black Arachnia. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Wait, has that a con? I'm confused. It's just saying that this is it, it's following like the incontinuity stuff that they have. Okay, yeah, it is following continuity. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, this episode confirms that some of the Axelon crew, at least Tudor and possibly Rattrap, were kept in the dark about some aspects of the Axelon's mission. Yes. And also, yeah. Yeah, and also an early hint that post-war Cybertron quite isn't quite as idyllic as one would believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, too bad Ken- I was, <laughs> really want Kendall to be here for that. Yeah, <laughs> he would have been like, "I was right." <laughs> yeah. Uh. So uh, Optimus noted in possession that Starscream's records were sealed. The council probably didn't want anyone else to make the same mistake they did in trying to recreate Starscream's Immortal Spark. Um, actually, that also brings me up to like. At that point, like, how did the, he know that Protoformax was based off of Starscream's Immortal uh, Spark? Mm. Like, I like yeah, I, was possession- a, I, I, I remember that in possession. He's like, "What's the deal with this guy?" And yeah, he's like, like, "Oh yeah, we were trying to like recreate this," and it's like, "Okay, that doesn't make sense." Why? Did, unless, unless before he was like, "I don't know who this guy is." <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> the only thing I can think of is that they they said that like in the process of of it being made, he heard that they were trying to recreate a spark and no one, and they kind of sealed it so that he couldn't find out whose spark they were trying to recreate. Hmm. But now he knows because yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's still a little bit of, it's still a little odd. Uh, let's see here. Um, Danobot is seen interfacing with the Axelon's computer. Uh, it's not quite clear what he's doing, but the unproduced episode, dark glass, uh, would have established that he had created a backup of his core consciousness. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because I saw that, I'm like, I don't remember this. Like, I don't remember any reference to this later on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I didn't get that episode. Yeah. And then it mentions some new ga- like gadgets and powers that we either see for the first time or have been used before, such as Megatron attaching a bug to Black Arachnia, which allows him to listen in on her conversations. Yeah. <laughs> he, Quickstride, and Furnace spent most of the episode voyeuristically listening in on the spider t- bot. Yeah, that was yeah, sorry. interesting. <laughs> I, just, I just love how they were like watching it like a soap opera. Yeah, yeah that was really good. Megacon- Megatron can apparently order the ship's computer to build items for him. And um, nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's like uh, it's like rat traps, like arm things. They can just kind of like three D print stuff. Maybe he can ask the computer to make up a foolproof plan for how to win. Ooh, burn! <laughs> Be like that episode of Star Trek where uh, they told the computer to make a villain that could beat Data. Why would they do that? That's a terrible plan. Well, if I remember correctly... They didn't correctly, think it would go that far. If I remember correctly, I think it was the doc- the racist doctor who basically did it. She's like, well... It's not much of a challenge for him unless you get the computer to make something up for him. So the computer made Moriarty like incredibly smart and sort of fourth wall breaking in his realization that he was a holiday character. So 
Man, there's still a lot here. Um, there's also under trans. There's two Transformers reference. One was the Primus uh, reference that you mentioned, Greg, uh, which it actually mentions that it's that it's uh, the creator god referred out the like Marvel comics, and that according to Bob Ford, they took the term from a post in the Alt.Toys.Transformers news group, but we're unaware of its history until afterwards. Good so I guess they, they used Primus without really knowing what it was. Yeah, they that just took it. They, coincidental. Yeah. yeah, and they got it. They got it right. I mean, Primus is like yeah. the Autobot God. So, um, Transform oh. X was created as an attempt. Uh, this is in quotes, by the way. Sent to duplicate uh, Starscream's mutant indestructible star- spark. This was a reference and a retcon in techno babble jargon to Starscream's ghost in the third ep- season of the original animated series. Yeah. And more recently, to Starscream's appearance in the Beast Wars episode "Possession," mm-hmm. got a couple of uh, real. Okay, so uh, real world references that kind of go- further go along with the uh, horror movie uh, aspect of this, such as befitting the Frankenstein nature of Protoform X. A lot of the scenes in the episode riff off horror movie cliches. Mm-hmm. Superbolt mm-hmm. and Black Renard play the obligatory. Obligatory young couple encountering several fake-out scares as they search for Protoform X. The gloomy, boggy landscape in which the episode takes place allows for murky, atmospheric shots reminiscent of slasher films. Mm. Although they yeah. never killed making out. No. <laughs> um, and like the the one scene where we get a flashback on Protoform X is very like. Yeah, cool. it's very like tiny. Yeah. Black and white horror. Right, and Frankensteinish and yeah. kind of things. Uh, the scene where Black Arachnia and Silverbolt uh, stumble across the gruesome scene of Protoform X's last victim is listed from basically every slasher slash monster movie ever. <laughs> um, uh, Rampage slash Protoform X himself is characterized in the vein of Hannibal Lecter, the antagonist of the Science of the Lambs. Uh, this is actually something that's been pointed out before. Like, if you read his full bio and and I think in a later episode we learn about like more of what he of what he's di- what he has done before they basically decide to throw him in the in in the stasis pad pod and have him tossed somewhere yeah uh it kind of does kind of refer back to this it and does does and it's yeah. creepy animal yeah. like stuff so you're talking about cannibalism yes yep. okay <laughs> Be sores. <laughs> Chill out there. <laughs> uh, oh, and now and we've got actually some uh, some interesting trivia too. See, uh, Cheater's transmetal body can soak up energon, and instead of seizing up, he can shunt it away from his body in a burst of gas. God damn it! <laughs> energon farts. When all else fail, when all else fails, energon farts. This goes back to the low road. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I also in the same line is like I love how it's basically there's just one part of this this little bullet point is just in the sentence is Transformers can fart. Yes. This gag was a remnant of an early idea for the transmetal characters who were originally going to power their weapons by absorbing and dist- uh, discharging energon radiation. Hmm. Huh. And let's see. Apparently, Black Rain can shoot a line downwards to save Silverbolt. However, she can't shoot one upwards to scale the wall of the chasm. And- they may never uh, venture through on foot. Uh, <laughs> I want to point, but her usual ability to scuttle with walls in beast mode is also seemingly off one. 
On the other hand, immediately after she said, sigh, like I needed him to catch me anyway, while using her grappling gun. So it seems like she simply wanted Silverbolt to catch her. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was absolutely yeah. what that's, happened that's, in the end yeah. scene there. Yeah. <laughs> she, she just wanted him to clutch her to his manly torso plate. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the original script includes an extra line from Rampage in the last scene in which he threatens to eat Megatron's living brain on a plate with fava beans. No gu- no okay, doubt. So that's, cut- a, that's an explicit yeah, that's- reference. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt cut because it was just a little too on the nose regarding Rampage's Hannibal Lecter-esque uh, characterization. No. All right, then. Maybe if they went <laughs> with something other than the beans, it might have worked. Like, Maybe energon cube. Yeah, like I, yeah. I'm going to eat your brain with energon chips on the side or something like that. Yeah. And a nice Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we got from uh got from the uh TF wiki. Okay. Alright. Well It's kinda it's kinda interesting, like I guess because a new character was introduced, there's actually like a lot that they get that they uh put up about the episode. Hmm. Cool. Also there. I also I like, despite the fact that there's, like, only, uh, like, there's a, a few choice, like, quotes and stuff from there, I kind of like how this episode had a lot of good quotes, like, a lot of good lines. Yes. Oh, yeah, it did. There was some really good dialogue, I thought, in this in this episode. Yeah. The, the, the damaged line is really good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, since we are getting to it, uh, we open this episode in a sort of dense, foggy, marshy, sort of swampy jungle setting. Um, we see a snake slithering along the ground. And at first I was going to ask if this is the same snake that we've seen before, but I don't think it is. It looked too small to be the big snake. Yeah, and I think the other oh, the big was... python one that we yeah. they found the one after? And I yeah, think that, 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 that python was a little bit gray, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't quite green. They were running on less RAM when they made that episode. <laughs> Well, they must have, because, I mean, like, we get other wildlife in this episode, and it looks better than anything they've shown before. Yeah. But, yes, we we open on uh, this the sort of pan through the jungle, and we we skim across the top of this, uh, or rather not the top, but we get a sort of a side view of the stasis pod and see that it's sort of, it's laying on a bed of energon crystals, and we see a few sort of crabby looking legs coming out of the the pod. Definitely definitely arthropod. Yes. Kind of looking. Yeah, they're they I thought maybe they were spider or something cuz I wasn't yeah. familiar with Rampage, so I was like and when he first showed up I'm like is he just like a bigger tarantula? What? And <laughs> oh, that would have been creepy as hell. Yeah. Like some purple bigger spider like a funnel web spider or something like that. See, that was the thing, is that I thought that maybe he's, his scan was he scanned tarantulas. Mm. That first happened, and he was just going to be like a monstrous version of him. But... Oof, that would have been weird. And further yeah. proves that there's always something bigger than you. <laughs> it might be why he has transmetal thing. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. qui was right, there's always a bigger fish. <laughs> a bigger spider. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, webcomic Darson droids. Uh, oh God, yes. Summon, summon bigger, bigger fish. fish. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad you read that, Jordan. <laughs> no one ever reads it when I mentioned like, oh, that that Darson. Well, droid's I, dro- I I dropped off. Uh, uh, I think when they went. F- oh, I dropped off a while back, but it's just, yeah, but that it still was a good one. 
I also yeah, no, like it's just it's just one of those times where like I burn for the archive of a webcomic and then I'm like, oh, I totally go back to this and then I never do kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, was yes. good. <laughs> Getting back to the episode, considering we're only like thirty <laughs> seconds in. Um, Whatever. <laughs> Install a little bit for Kendall to get the air. <laughs> um, we we've got Cheetor who is sort of scouting around. And radios in to, to report that he's found this pod. And uh, he starts no, to he, found, he didn't find a pod. He found a Mondo stasis pod. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I haven't heard Mondo in so long. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, we can't forget that, uh, he, he starts by saying, uh, this kitty's keen sense of discovery yeah. has uncovered a Mondo <laughs> stasis pod. Oh, Cheetor, keep being 90s. <laughs> <laughs> uh he he then reports that it's but it's thoroughly trashed and uh that it had plowed into a big load of residual energon and then of course at the tail end he says and it's branded with a big bad looking x oh man could you imagine then, if, we, uh, if we hadn't gotten him named rampage what what sort of other names could we have had for rampage uh shell shock there's Protoform X was a, was kind of a cool name, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Protoform X to the extreme. He's like he's like he's like Mega Man X. Yeah. Yeah. X Claw. <laughs> X Weapon X. Let's take it. <laughs> X Scissor. That's a that's a Pokemon move. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you got me. <laughs> Crab claws. Crab claws. Uh, Crabby. Kingler? No, that's a thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> Giant enemy crab. <laughs> em, you're not oh. even trying anymore now. <laughs> I'm just making references, yeah. <laughs> that quote was on the uh, wiki, I think. Where oh, I, I, named, I named my crabbies Mr. Snaps. So. <laughs> Snaps. <laughs> oh, what was What was it, uh... What was the what was the name of the crab that was with the the at animal master from Futurama? Like when they got superpowers? Oh, I can't. Remember. Citi- was it citi- Was it Citizen Snips? Something like that. Citizen Snips is pretty good. Yeah. What was the name of the? Yes, it was Citizen Snips. Yeah. What was the name of the um the the lobster monster in that One Punch Man episode? Oh, oh God! First oh. episode. Well, it wasn't the first step, but it was like, was it the first step? They had I the flashback. The first I think step. it was part of. The, yeah. Cool. I cannot remember um, the name of that character. Well, he only like very one off character. Yeah. yeah. Oh, crab, crablante. Oh, okay. Crablante. He wasn't even a crab. He was a lobster, or was he? Yeah, a crab? I know. I Close enough. <laughs> it's like, oh, there was a crab. There was a crab guy, or there was a lobster guy on Street Sharks. I remember that. I forget what the lobster guy was, and I forget what there was a lobster in um, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Probably <laughs> they had everything in that show. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and they made I, toys based on. I remember. I remember the uh, in the the Archie's like Eastman and Lloyd comics that Eastman when and they introduced East, Eastman and Laird. Sorry. <laughs> <That's> uh, okay. <laughs> well, they they introduced Scumbug and and him in the same thing, and they basically just fought kaiju style in the in the sewers. Scumbug. I, like had I, his, scumbug. scumbug? I, I had his scumbug. Uh, scumbug. I had his um toy. I remember that. Mm-hmm. 
They don't I had a toy for a character who was a duck who never actually appeared on the show. He just appeared oh, on a television show in the sh- Yeah, he had the wigs. Yeah, yeah I had that one too. Yep. But yeah, he, he was never actually a character. He just was on the TV yeah. in an episode, and then they made a toy off of him. Yeah. And he had a gun <laughs> and grenades. Yeah. yeah, he was cool. I liked him a lot as a kid. I like ducks. <laughs> Did you like, uh, what was his name? Was it Dead Eye Duck from... Uh... Bucky O'Hare? Yes. Oh, yeah. He had, like, six arms and stuff? No, yeah, totally. And, like, Gabby Duck's favorite Looney Tunes character, and I like the Mighty Ducks cartoon show. (laughs) Okay, this this is a tangent, you might want to cut this later, but uh, Ben 10 Monster Force, like, like a season or two ago that he did, had uh, the writers and animators obviously used to watch a lot of those old uh, cartoons and, and, like, Looney Tunes and stuff like that, because they had... Uh, a character that really was kind of like a cross between either Daffy Duck or that Dead Eye Duck from uh, Bucky O'Hare. But specifically, there was one episode where apparently, like alien fleas got <laughs> got on to uh, got on to Ben, and he was in his like graviton form. So they were trying to burrow burrow under his skin, basically, so th- cause him to collapse because he's a a gravitational creature so he was like actually like a black hole living black hole of sorts that was just well that was basically just you know protect like basically protect everyone was protected by the the his skin covering and such so basically if they burrowed into it it would break it and and it would just basically take out these these uh ambassadors that he was talking with okay uh but the episode itself was called food around the corner hmm and like I do not know how many people actually remember that cartoon. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. There, there was a so. there was a Looney Tunes cartoon with a little flea uh, who would would sing "Food Around the Corner, Food Around the Corner." Oh, I do know that. Around, I do yeah. know that. And he that, went that, on. That, he went that. on. He went on to like uh, animal characters. That. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, I think some random dog character that was owned by Porky Pig. <laughs> And yeah, and I'm like, wow, that that is a deep reference there. Yeah, I think I had that on a compilation. <laughs> oh, just a status update on Kendall. He is on his way home, and he says that he's started by now. Yay! So, <laughs> yes. get, getting back to the episode because we went on a pretty long tangent here. Um, We're having fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we we then see Optimus and Rhinox in the Axelon. And they share a look. I'm sorry, what was after, that? They share a look after a cheetor mentions the big bad looking axe. Yes. <laughs> and they know. Optimus uh immediately tells Silverbolt that he's coming with him and that they're on their way. And as they leave, we then get the, the line from Rhinox who says, Primus help us all if that thing survived. So he looks I found as well that the I don't know what it was with this episode, but it seemed like a lot of the the background would fuzz out. Like you would get a really yeah. hard focus on the foreground and and the background I would think, get really fuzzy. I think that was supposed to be more of a also part of the whole horror movie take that they were doing here. Okay. You know, basically the dramatic focus on a on a person's you know on on the characters speaking like, you know, dramatic lines or things like that. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. You know, like, I mean, the, the director was just kind of trying out some new techniques, and it kind of fit in the whole horror thing. So yeah, yeah. 
Um, but from here, we, we've then cut to the dark side and we've got Megatron who, I have no idea where his camera is because it's a yeah. Which I, I just thought of that when I was watching. Yeah, it. yeah. And I was, and when I, I watched the episode the first time, I just accept it. But then I'm like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah, I mean, like he's looking. What? I'm going to refer to it as his crystal ball. It's like his little camera <laughs> or viewing globe, well, so to speak. Yeah, viewing like, globe. It's <laughs> like a metal. There's basically a metal saucer on a little arm, and so when it boots up, it creates a like a blue hologram. A ball that he can look into, and you see, and it see, and it really is like a viewing globe thing, except yeah. it's just this blue ball. Yeah, yeah. So he's watching Cheetor, who's flying through the air at this point. And I was wondering, like, if he had a camera there, why did he have to bug Black Arachnia? Yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> Good point. But uh, he he overhears that the the mention of the big stasis pod, so he says, "A big stasis pod." Hmm, a big soldier, yes. So, so he he calls. What's over, a big boy? Yeah. So he <laughs> calls over Black Arachnia and Waspinator and tells them to prepare for a recruitment drive. Now, Does it just call them in? He like he like brings them into a group hug. <laughs> <laughs> but we find out why he does this soon. Yes. He 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 brings him. In I like how he like he hugs Black Arachnia, but like grabs Waspinator by his head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, he he makes mention that uh, whatever the protoform is, he wants it flying the flag of the Predacons, not the Maximals. And Black Arachnia, surprisingly enough, says, "Always eager to welcome a new comrade in arms." And I was <laughs> like, "The hell did you do with Black Arachnia?" Well, she's she's playing the good girl right now. Yeah. She's trying to be like, yeah. I'm really loyal. Don't don't kill me, Megatron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he sends them off, and we see that Megatron has managed to slip a device onto Black Arachnia's back. Uh, it spins a little bit, and then manages to somehow cloak itself. And I'm gonna bring this up. He's got technology that allows something to cloak. Why is he putting it on a little thing on her back when he could just, if he could, makes his troops invisible? Maybe it only works on small objects. I suppose. Yeah. And if you think about it, the object itself isn't moving so much because it's it's basically static and on her. Yeah. So maybe if it was something with more complex moving parts... It would have trouble, basically. Like, I mean, maybe they do have something that they can cloak if they're like stock, you know, like uh, stake out some area, like if they're sitting yeah. still. But for movement, it might just not be viable. Actually, I I say this all now, and then I completely forgot what's coming at the end of this season. <laughs> so, yes. Okay. Foreshadowing <laughs> for the end of the season. Yes. It it will come back to. Uh, I'll have to remember this for like the last few episodes of the season. Anyway, um, so yes, they go off, and Megatron sort of chuckles to himself a bit and says, "Spiders spin their webs." Yes, and as he sits back in his chair, we then see that there is also a little spider bug on the underside of one of the armrests of his chair, and Tarantulas is then shown listening in on him. So he heard everything that was going on uh, with Megatron. Yeah. So, and Tarantulas is like, so Megatron says spiders, spiders spin their webs, yes. And then Tarantulas follows up with, but I spin them larger. 
So he he then goes on to say, so the treacherous female is undertaking a journey. Hmm. Just just how dangerous. Especially if I catch her first. So so yeah, it was so honestly. Uh, I was muted. I was saying things. <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh no. Um, uh, but I spin them. Well, I finish sure as Megatron says, but I spin them large. And then he's looking down at the armrest. So my like my take from that is that he knows that the bug's there, and oh, he's okay. te- he's trying to draw Tarantulas out. Oh, he's like, I'm sending <laughs> I'm sending Black Arachne out, and I'm gonna bug her to see what happens. But I'm trying to draw Tarantulas out because he's like. Spider spin webs, but I spin them larger, meaning that he's one step ahead of Tarantulas in this case. Yeah. That's how I took it. Well, I have to wonder as well if maybe he's hoping that if Tarantulas goes out, that he might try and reprogram the spark in case Black Arachnia doesn't know how or something like that. Um, although it also runs the risk, too, that it would be loyal to Tarantulas instead of to him. So, I don't know. That's just a thought I think- that I have. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think he's trying to draw Tarantulas out and, like, just wants to get... Because it seems like the reason he bugged her was to get the information that she's keeping secret. Oh, yes, that's true. To, like, yeah, and then he thinks that, like, Tarantulas will try and get it out of her and then he'll get it by proxy because yeah. of the bug. That makes sense. But yes. Um, from here, we, we then cut to, to Optimus and Silverbolt, who arrive... Uh, at the scene of the, the crash pod with Cheetor, and Cheetor's already, ex- like, showing to be having, like, Energon surges and Energon buildup in his body. He's not reacting like we would have seen in season one where he's, where he would be, like, writhing around in pain and can't move. It's just more. Or twitchy. A, yeah, it's more of an annoyance than anything for him. Yeah, a minor inconvenience. Yeah. Um. So Optimus transforms and looks at one of the the legs that is hanging outside of the pod. Gives it a shake. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how nice to meet you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Cheetor asks him what it asks him what it is, and he replies with the dark secret of Axel of the Axelon's journey. Jeez. And he he goes on to explain that it was originally an attempt to replicate Starscream's mutant indestructible spark with a maximal. And then to which Cheetor's then like indestructible, afraid not. And <laughs> you think Cheetor? <laughs> um, Optimus then goes on to sort of lament that well, he was a mistake to even try, because and this is where we get like the little sort of black and white, black and white, yeah, flashback, of, yeah, and uh, we see this rather large transformer that uh, is being held with these lines from each arm as he's struggling and we have two smaller transformers trying to hold him and Optimus yeah. is sort of in the background watching. Uh, I really like this, this should have the, the effects we're doing here at the yeah. black and white. That's really good. And it's kind of cool too. Cause it's the way that the lighting is, it's almost like there's a source of lighting always behind protoform X's body. So you never see the face or like the definition or details of the body, just the the shape, so to speak. Um, the one bit of color that we get from the flashback is the red in Optimus's eyes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Then yeah. we, we get to see Optimus's original, like his old head, instead of yeah, <laughs> yeah, head for a change. Um, he goes on to to mention that. 
this proto this particular protoform while brilliant uh it was hopelessly treacherous and it was incapable of being recycled so the whole reason that they put it on the axolon as we come to find out was for them to dump it somewhere far somewhere barren so that it couldn't hurt anyone else and it would have no way of being able to escape um so as he finishes the story, we then cut back to, to them, uh, or rather we see, um, X gets sealed in the pod, then it cuts back to them as he finishes the story, and then we get Cheetor farting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we get to see the, the leg twitch a little bit. Yeah. Little bit of leg twitch. Maybe it's not dead. <laughs> and and Cheetor, even when he farts, we get a, a blue sort of cloud that emanates from his backside. Yeah, and apparently it smells, which I don't know why it would. But well, because we get Silverbolt who makes a very disgusted face and sort of. Actually, that might have to be the face that I'm going to use for this episode. <laughs> screen capture, but. Silverbolt like sort of swings his hand in front of his face as it stinks. Yeah. And uh Cheater goes on to to apologize and mention that his transmittal bod is has been soaking up so much energon, he's about to blast one off. And I'm sorry, but when he said that line, I don't think the writers understood the context of the words I'm about to blast one off. <laughs> Because when I heard it, I did not immediately relate that to farting or having a crap. What what did you relate it to, Greg? Something that does not involve the butt. What what do you mean? I mean, I don't don't know what you possibly mean. Oh, I think we know what we mean. And and this is not totally reprised, so I'm not going there. (laughs) So, yes, you can mark that off on the bingo card again. This is not totally reprised. (laughs) So I I I I'm just I'm just this girl I don't understand anything you're talking. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> um. So as che- as Cheater sort of wipe swipes away at his butt, Optimus starts looking into the pod, to sort of examine things, and we get another uh, a shake of the screen, <laughs> and Silverbolt <laughs> manages to elbow Cheetor. He's like, "Hey, it wasn't me this time." <laughs> and then we get more explosions as it comes to find out. Uh, Black Arachnia and Waspinator are starting to shoot at them. And we get Waspinator who sort of, uh, drops Black Arachnia on the ground. He flies off and transforms. She manages to, to shoot Silverbolt. And he flies back into the pod and smashes into it. And the, the pod sort of sparks a little bit with some energy on, uh, Cheetor and Optimus uh, sort of scatter when Waspinator starts shooting at them. And Cheetor, ever since he turned it, I think when he turned into a transmetal, it updated his targeting sensors or something, because all it takes is one shot and he takes out Waspinator. Yeah, Yeah. Waspinator's done for the episode. That's it. No more Waspinator. (laughs) Well, he did did seem to hit the ground really hard that time, too. His his head head. went into the ground. His head went into the dirt. So that might be part of it too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we we then see um Optimus is trying to to get Black Arachnia to stop. He says that there's no point because the the um this is unnecessary. The spark is extinguished. We were too late. 
And she, of course, says, pardon me if I don't buy that load, monkey. And actually, it's funny because I have the screen paused right now. And Optimus's gun totally looks like that little Lego piece for a gun. <laughs> it does. And I, I, just, I don't like it. Because I, I like his turrets a lot more. <laughs> like, literally, it is the, the same shape. And it's even attached, like the, the little cone piece is attached to like this square and the square has like a circle on the side of it. It looks like they just modeled this after a Lego piece. Yeah. Yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I, I don't know if on a toy it was meant to be a gun because it doesn't look like a gun at all. Yeah. It looks like a, like an air horn or something. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like he's about to hold it out to his mouth and just start shouting orders or something. <laughs> but yes, so she doesn't buy it. Uh, she then shoots Optimus, who goes, or no, she doesn't hit Optimus. She, she shoots, shoots Optimus. He manages to avoid the blast, but it's, it winds up exploding. Uh, sort of an outcropping behind him and buries him under rocks. And we get an almost Wilhelm scream out of him mm-hmm. again. And so he's buried in rocks. We then cut to Silverbolt, who's sort of getting his bearings after being shot. Uh, Black Arachne is behind him, and Cheetor is like, Silverbolt, widow alert. And I'm like, was this <laughs> practiced? Was, is this something know of now? No, it's just Cheetor being Vault. cute. Yeah, Cheetor trying to <laughs> invent new words. Yeah, because immediately after he says that, um, Silverbolt ducks. Well, as, I'm pretty sure it's like the whole thing. Like if someone just yells at you, "Look out!" You know, you duck or move or something like that. Yeah. And they are in a battle. Yeah, but he manages to duck, and so what? Black Arachne shot oversails him, hits Cheetor, and sends him back, and Silverbolt. Manages to, to turn around, look back, and gives Black Arachnia this sort of wry look. I like this look a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed pretty hard when I saw that. And it, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and then I just shot sort of, my friend. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> she sort of smirks and then just immediately starts pummeling his ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. She's like, oh, come on, it. fight back. Like she's like yeah. giving him rights and laughs, and she's like, "How far are you gonna carry this silly, silly chivalry?" She's like, "Cause this dark damsel is not impressed." And then she knees him in the face. Go, girl. Sends and then him back. <laughs> and then my favorite shot in the episode happens where Tarantulas appears on the screen. And he does a sweet thing where he like drives up like a half, like a bank, um, yeah. like a little bit of a like there's a little bit of earth above them that's kind of like got a cliff edge and it's banked a little bit like a half pipe and he drives forward and it like drives at the bank and then transforms and spins in midair yeah. and lands on uh black widow i mean uh black arachnia and it's the best it's such a cool it animation a like really cool way of doing the camera angle for it too yeah it was it was a, one of the their best action shots they've done in the show and like i, I hope we get to see more of this and this is kind of a stuff like that I really like from like other Transformers shows with the cars, like this kind of stuff is my favorite part. So like, I like, I like the new transmetals that are like also vehicles. Cause this is, this is a really cool. Scene. Yeah. Uh, so I watched it like five times in a row. For, for <laughs> <laughs> um, so Tarantulas manages to sort of put black arachnia in like this 
sleeper hold slash bear hug. Um, he, he, um, uh, how's it go? Uh, oh yes, he says, he says that she has information that he wants. And then we cut to Megatron listening in. He's like, yes, let's hear it. <laughs> and she's like, Fine, I love just- like these subtitles I have because it's got like every yes that Megatron does is like four S's. <laughs> 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 so she winds up saying fine tarantulas here's the scoop megatron is a slag sucking saurian god <laughs> back to megatron and megatron's like she'll pay for that <laughs> but yeah She's it, was, it was pretty funny when when she said that and just the expression on his face like oh, how dare she <laughs> I can talk in dish if you can't take it. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so he's not impressed. Um, Silverbolt manages to to get up and sees this scene playing out, and well, like a tarantulas is like, let's see if playing my shield will make you see reason, and it's like that's not gonna work out very well for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> it doesn't stop Silverbolt at all. He's he doesn't shoot for one thing. He just goes up and beats the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, oh, so threatening your own comrade is no doubt business as usual in the Predacon Guide of, to Villainy. Don't want to read that book. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Jordan's loving this. It's so, it's so corny. It is. I love Silverball. Yeah. But he, he immediately starts pummeling Tarantulas. Like, just. <laughs> Unloads on him and then picks him up and starts sucker punching, sucker punching him. He's like, it is simply unacceptable behavior in my book. I wouldn't say it's sucker punches yeah, just so much that. like, like really hard punches. Yeah. No, he's like, he sucker punches when they don't see it coming. Like, this yeah. guy sees it coming. He walks up and he, he yeah. nails him once and then he picks him up and he nails him again in his stomach as he's holding him off and it's so cool and like, yeah. uh, so many goods. Yeah, true enough. Um, his last punch. Oh, do we have somebody else here now? Okay, so I am. Oh my God, it's Kendall! <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, before actually, before I go any further, are you are we doing MP3 Skype recorder or should I start Audacity? We are in fact doing MP3 Skype recorder. Okay. So all that is seen of Rampage's attack on Tarantulas <laughs> is a scream of horror that pierces the jungle as befalls we, we, Billy we did and Predator. We did it. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. It was well, weird. So you can take it back. <laughs> Good to have you on, buddy. So, so Kendall, how do you say. feel about the whole um Protoform X thing? It's like probably the coolest thing that has happened in all of Beast Wars so far. <laughs> I think so, I think that so yeah. You think that maybe the uh, the the dark mission of the Axelon maybe proves your theory correct? Yeah, that too. That too. Um, <laughs> That's what I was kind of going in for. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, it it does suggest uh, a dark undercurrent of of the maximal blah blah blah. But still, <laughs> I mean, legitimately out of character or whatever. I mean, yes, it's the coolest thing. That has happened in all of Beast Wars. It is way cooler than the alien crap. Yeah, it's pretty like, sweet. Yeah, yeah. There's our episode. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you actually have just gotten in uh, right as the the pod 
explodes. Yeah, after um, yeah, Silverbolt bangs him into it. Yeah, yeah. Silverbolt manages to to punch Tarantulas against the pod uh, with enough force to cause it to explode from Energon uh, currents, and so it's, it it ignites this huge Energon storm or Energon tornado, I guess you could say. Well, tornado storm. So yeah, <laughs> it's a meteorological event. So, yeah. yeah, part of the storm. It's the thing that a storm does. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we see uh, Black Arachnia and Silverbolt are flung into the distance. Uh, Optimus and Cheetor are flung in an opposing direction, and Tarantulas and the Pod go in a third direction. Uh, from here, uh, we would have cut to commercial, I think, and then it would have come back, and we see. Black Arachnia and Silverbolt both flying through the air. She lands pretty hard at first, and I was half expecting to see Silverbolt land on top of her. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Sadly, instead, he lands sort of like behind her, like five feet away. So they both land. She manages to pull out her gun, then he pulls out one of his missiles, and they have this little standoff. Missile spear. Yeah. He uses it sometimes as a spear. Yeah. Or like you know, like a club. At yeah. Too. It's it's more of I feel like it's more like a it's a it's a throwing it's like an exploding throwing hand axe almost or throwing or throwing knife. Yeah, that's that's not well. The, they're yeah. like they're like javelins. I feel like, but small javelins. I guess. Well, but he doesn't. <laughs> I guess does he ever actually throw them? He he yeah. throws them more like you would throw a knife or throw like throw a. Well, throw, uh, throw an axe or something. He actually, actually, uh, well, in the in, in the episode, he throws it. Yeah, in the, in the climax, he kind of like hucks like a spear. Yeah, and I think yeah. he throws like a spear in that in that scene in the spider's web. I guess that's what it was called. Entangled like, web. Uh, entangled web. Yeah, and like uh, yeah. he's flying forward, and he and he flips and transforms, and he throws yeah. them. They're kind of they're kind of going forward like missiles or like spears and. Yeah. yeah, and there there was one where like he does like grabs it from the back, from, you know, from at the end, and then like tosses it so he can grab the 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 uh, like handle and throw it like a spear. Yeah. Oh, he so, does. Like, he does it that way. Yeah, I feel like because yeah. I feel like usually he pulls it out. Yeah, I feel like usually he pulls it out. Maybe it's not he when he actually it throws like it when he like looks like yeah. he's gonna throw it. Like in this scene, I, I, I think he pulls they're very. They're very versatile weapons where they can be tomahawks yeah. or spears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see well, what, yeah. what you're saying, Kendall, because he puts a, a back behind his head, and he's like, he looks like he's gonna huck it like a. Like a like That's a, true. I think it should. I think it's a tomahawk because he is Native American. So. Oh god. <laughs> that would make that would make more sense. Him and okay. him and uh, Tigertron. Uh, sure. I mean, why not? I mean, he's he's he, well, he's a Cybertronian, but whatever. That, actually, Tigertron's probably more like a Native Canadian. No. I feel like. <laughs> It's all still America. North America is continent. <laughs> have you back, Kendall? Good yeah, that's back. something. That, that's really something that a Canadian would say. I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so, true story. When, uh, when coming back from, uh, from Canada, um, at, at, at a, in a trip, uh, as a child, um, my, uh, we're going through the, the border. 
and you know they question you as you're going through the border and they ask they ask my dad what his nationality was and he says uh american god <laughs> and and he kind of caught himself after that cuz he was like that's not super politically correct you know but um you know cuz cuz obviously Canada is also part of America, as you were saying. But he's like, but you know what? That proved that I'm definitely American, because only an American would refer to himself as an American. Yeah. Or yeah, as, as I mean, America. Because I, I mean, think that's no, that's what it was. It wasn't even that he said he was American. What he said, what they, what they said was, what is your country of citizenship? And he said, America. Mm. That's that's what it was. That's what it was. That's why. Because, yeah. 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 America. <laughs> I don't. I don't think your nationality was in doubt, Kendall. But you yeah. had to prove it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. Yeah. Ca- you didn't catch the Canadian when you were over here. So <laughs> <laughs> obviously, your your love of maple syrup and you know finishing any sentence with the word "a" hasn't happened yet. So, so well, I think you're safe. One of the above. I am a. I have been known to 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 eat some maple syrup. <laughs> but but can you say that you love maple syrup, Kendall? Yes, yes, I can say that. I can definitely <laughs> say that. Um, maybe, maybe. I definitely have. I definitely bought like fancy maple syrup to put on oatmeal before. Ooh, maybe there's hope for you yet. Then just a, just a drop, just a drop, just to. How do how do you feel about goes- how do you feel about uh, gravy and cheese curds on fries? Um. So so I. The thing is, every time that I've had it, it, I, it's like at some, like, like a, like an RV that was converted into a food truck mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. And like, which is probably pretty authentically Canadian, I assume. Um, <laughs> and so it was like, it was like the concept is good, but the execution was not the best because like it would, it would like, I'd get it, and it would. By the time I got it to my plate, it would be cold, like just because it was. Yeah, yeah. You it might have been a windy hot. day or or whatever, you know. Like it's just, yeah. It's it's uh, it wasn't, and the fries weren't fresh or something like that, you know. Yeah. I think it's I think it's tricky. It's you know that's that's a tricky thing because like gravy you can make in mass and 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 everything and and the I don't know anything about cheese curds. I mean, um, like you can just I'm not have the package, but but I mean like. That's they're just really shitty because it's not that hard to make fresh poutines and then like uh, serve them hot. Like it's not hard. Like I worked at A and W and we served like a hundred poutines a day. Uh-huh. Not a big yeah, deal. it's just fries or French fries. My 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 I'm an, I'm an American, so my standards for French fries are very very high. Well, actually, it's are you funny. saying ours aren't? I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> it's funny that, that we got on maybe this it's topic because. <laughs> uh, I went up going out for supper tonight just as a celebratory thing because my son got accepted to university today. Um, Congratulations. Yay. Um, so <laughs> that was a very Canadian sounding sentence. You said I went, I went out for supper because my son got accepted to university. It sounded yes. very Canadian. <laughs> um, it's, to, to the surprise of no one, uh, both my son and my wife, we went to a restaurant. Uh, a little sort of sporty themed restaurant that he chose and he proceeded and she proceeded to both get poutines for their meals. Uh, <laughs> he got a bacon poutine with cheese curds uh, and gravy. 
And she got what they called a Festivus poutine, which was turkey stuffing and chicken gravy. Oh, Ooh, that sounds and, good. And, and cranberry sauce. So, that sounds like a plan. I'm going to have to do that. I have some frozen french fries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never had stuffing that. on a on a poutine before. That sounds amazing. I, I, I'd pass it like cranberries myself. I had never heard of stuffing on a poutine until I went out to Edmonton of all places and they called it a maritime poutine. And I was like, how is this a maritime poutine? I'm literally from Nova Scotia, the home of maritimes. I've never heard of this thing. And this is like a Nova Scotia themed restaurant in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, which it's, it's like so, the wild west of Canada. Well, I mean, people in China have never heard of egg rolls. I was going to say, it's oh, like yeah. how we have these ideas of, of these foods from other places that aren't actually from other places at all. Yeah. I mean, they were probably invented by, um, like, like a lot of those, like the, the invention of the buffet and, um, Chinese buffets and stuff like that is from Canada. It's from, uh, uh, Chinese railway workers making like tons of food and like serving it out to everybody. Hmm. And, um, they probably invented new dishes all in Canada. And so, I mean, <laughs> They're authentically Chinese, but Chinese Canadian, <laughs> or Chinese uh, American, yeah. rather. But yes. Anyway, enough poutine talk I, for today. I was going to say that restaurant sounds like the the uh, outback is for Australia. Ooh. <laughs> oh. I don't know I that know, hard. I've never been to Australia, but I've been to outback plenty of times. It's good. <laughs> you might as well have said you've been to Australia. <laughs> If it is, I mean, Julie, we love you. We also and Tyler. know Julie. Yes, and, and we know yeah. Julie and Tyler's thoughts on Backstickers. <laughs> that wasn't a compliment, though. That's a, that's the idea. So, <laughs> so then what happens? Because I I only watched the episode once because I had some stuff this afternoon. Yes. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I don't remember anything about the episode. So enlighten me. Yes. So, so after the, the little standoff, we, we then get the two of them lowering their arms. Uh, Silverbolt asks her if she's damaged and she replies with oh. just enough to make me, <laughs> just enough to make me interesting, which is the awesome. Best line. <laughs> and as we'll see, uh, they both are sort of mud covered at this point. Like they're, they're pretty dirty. Um, I, th- yeah, they did. I thought that was taken more about the scratched up from the Energon explosion. Yeah, yeah, they're dirty, Possibly. they're damaged, they're like, they're like, and I mean, like, it looks like Black Arachne's paint has chipped off. Yeah. yeah. A bit. Oh, yeah. man, she looks so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall likes dirty girls. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's not going to deny it. I would, I would definitely say that Black Arachne is the most attractive character on the show to me. I will, I don't, I'm, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that. <laughs> she kind of plays into all of my fantasies. Aww. <laughs> oh. But yes, um, from here, uh, like after that little exchange, uh, we then get, uh, Silverbolt saying, well, I suspect Tarantulas will still come after you. And she's like, well, I expect you're right. And so Silverbolt then swears that he will not let harm come to her, and she's counting on that. Um, and she's like, now why don't you make like a hero and fly me out of here? And she sort of like, you know, sort of touches it, 
his chest plate a little bit with her claw. And uh, he says, I am unable. My wing mechanism is offline. And he sort of looks at one of his wings. It looks sort of banged up. and Yeah, it definitely yeah. looks like fucked up and she says it's okay it happens it happens to everybody (laughs) she doesn't say that that would be good though um he then goes on to say that they'll need to journey by foot to the mountain peak above the storm where they can contact their respective bases um she says that it's not her first choice but she then tells him to lead the way and they start walking through the jungle towards the uh, the little cliff there. And uh, we're eh, just about halfway through the episode, so why don't we take a quick break, and then we will get right back to it. Welcome back. So, where we left off, uh, Black Arachnia and Silverbolt were just uh, moseying their way towards the cliffs. Uh, from here, we've cut back to Optimus Primal now, and why am I making hand motions when nobody can see me? Um, uh, wait, we, wait, we got a scene with Tarantulas first, I thought. That's what I was saying. Tarantulas, oh, that's yes, what that's you right. think no one can see you. first. Yeah. Oh, oh that's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what am I I've told right you now? I've told you guys about my other podcast where one host has a camera and we put and we stream it live on YouTube so you can ju- you can see him but you can't see the other two of us. That, that's uh, that's Technodrome, right? <laughs> yes, that is Technodrome Tales, which I I started which is, listening to. It's, oh, it's neat. Awesome, awesome. And uh, and uh, and and Emily also uh, listens. She gets she got a shout out in the last episode because uh, she knows how old the turtles are. <laughs> Yeah, as, as the um, I haven't I haven't heard the newest one though, but that's because I'm behind on. Uh, well, on most the, cannons, yeah. they're they're 15, but some of them have like Leonardo being slightly older, Michelangelo being slightly younger, or like in the case of next mutation, they have them all being like 18. They wanted to have like yeah. they wanted to have a more adult show, and they wanted to have like Venus de Milo be able to do kissing with them and not have it be weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. The point is, I was right, or I was closer to right, because they're like actual teenagers. They're not, yeah, yeah, 19, were. they're not nineteen-year-olds like what they were saying. But, but yeah, especially like, in the eighty-seven. I was like, Kendall, series. you're closer. You're right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> couldn't say anything. I'm listening to but just clearly, they're supposed to be kids. They're not. They're not. Yeah. Uh, they're not college. They're not college kids. Anyway, teenage mutant ninja turtles. Tarantulas. Yes. Yes. So we get uh, Tarantulas literally crashing back to Earth. Uh, he he manages to shake his head a little bit and then looks up and sees the stasis pod sort of laying on the ground. He goes over to examine it, opens the, the hatch, and realizes it's empty. He starts looking around, and we see a bush <laughs> sort of move a little bit, and then we get this little shadowy crab-like looking figure... And then a giant shadow of a robot appears, and the camera sort of 
cuts to an over-the-shoulder perspective behind this Transformer, sort of zooms in on Tarantulas' face as we see some uh, energon surges surging through this other Transformer's body, and then we get Tarantulas who lets out this little scream and is super-duper freaked out. He's like, ah! <laughs> so, and then we get like that ominous sort of guitar riff. Um, we then cut to, now we cut to Optimus, who is attempting to try and radio Silverbolt and not having much luck. Uh, Cheetor makes mention that, uh, there's no, no sign of fur nor feather of him anywhere. <laughs> and then proceeds to say that they should head back to the base so that they can log some cycles in the CR chamber and that they're not no good to anybody if they don't. We, we get this sort of little heart, felt moment where Optimus looks back out at to sort of survey the storm and he, he says uh, wherever you are Silverbolt keep safe and watch your back and uh, I thought that was kind of neat because Primal obviously knows that he's out there with, with a couple of Predacons <laughs> and this yeah the spiders flash. especially yeah so no idea what happened to Waspinator really <laughs> <laughs> yeah well he probably got blown away and yeah. went back to base. Yeah, more than likely. <laughs> uh, so we then cut back to the Silverbolt and Black Arachnia, who are, are walking side by side through this forest. And apparently she's really bugged out. Oh, uh, you. And uh, she says that the, uh, the place is making her skin... Or she considers herself to be a creature of darkness... But the, this place is making her skin crawl. Yeah, that's how creepy it is. Yeah. Um, Silverbolt then says tarantulas, and Black Arachnia immediately freaks out, pulls out her gun, just like where? It's it. It reminded me of a time where I was driving and my wife said deer, and I was like where? She's like no deer. I'm like where? She's like no. I'm talking to you, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't shout deer when I'm driving. Because <laughs> <laughs> a deer. Yeah. Um, but as she's looking around, we see Tarantulas' hand uh, from the top of the screen, like, sort of hanging down. Um, and we get Silverbolt managing to deadpan. And his delivery is actually pretty good with it. He's like, do not worry. He has been disarmed. <laughs> Black Arachnia <laughs> looks up and we see Tarantulas' detached well, arm. Of course, of course he can do that because he he knows he's corny and he just plays it sometimes. Yeah, or really really leans into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we see Tarantulas' arm dangling from a branch, uh, and Black Arachnia is like, well, to say the least, and, so, and they they start, start laughing. laughing. Uh, it's it, fucked up. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was one it's of those like body apart and then just laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was more of like, haha, it's not us who are, are is dead. Like relief of tension, kind of. I think it's kind of like a nervous yeah. laughter for sure. Yeah, kind of funny, but like, it, 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 it's their robots, so it kind of works. We're gonna imagine that, okay, for a yeah. second. Like <laughs> they're people, and they walk and they see a dismembered like human arm. Probably would not laugh. <laughs> So, I'm gonna count that as a death for Tarantulas. Sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Um. 
So we, we then cut back to the dark side and Inferno is now listening in with Megatron on <laughs> Black Arachnia's bug and he's like, Oh, they laugh together. And he's Gather like, on the radio, kids. Yeah. And Megatron's like, Don't underestimate her. With Tarantulas gone, she may reconsider the maximal's usefulness. Which, you know, it's a fair fair point. So so in in Team Four Stars uh in Team Four Stars, Beast Wars abridged. Uh, that I'm sure they'll get around to eventually. Oh, sure. Uh, uh, th- that that laugh scene. It's going to be the the Final Fantasy X laugh. Yes. Scene. <laughs> just just, uh, just just throwing that out there. I'll, I'll suggest that to uh, Curtis too. I, I thought first. you were going with the uh, the whole. Looks like you've been disarmed with the uh, the whole Piccolo thing. I figured that they were going to try. And- <laughs> they probably would. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that scene too. Just the way that it comes out. Oh. Anyway, I'm, I'm. I got that far in Final Fantasy X, but not much further. No, that game's so terrible. Yeah. I love that game. It's great. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I got so I like is I got I made I made my friend Nick so mad about that co-host of uh, Guitar and Collection one night. I got really drunk and I kept coming back to complaining about Final Fantasy X because like it was one of those games that I like I you know I know I'm supposed to like it. And no, I, like, I mean, a lot of people it. don't like it. Like, it's a very. I know, I know, I know. I, I, I understand. I understand that other people have opinions that are that are all. That my, I'm not the first person to have an edgy opinion, but, but like, I like went into it like like really really trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, and I re- and it just didn't do it for me, and and I was and I just because I was so drunk that night, I just kept like bringing the conversation back to it. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like Nick doesn't. I mean, Nick likes like Final Fantasy X, but he played it when it came out. It hasn't looked back since. Like, it's not like it's in his top five games of all time or anything. But I just kept <laughs> kept bringing it back to that. It, it, okay, it, I, yeah. I, I, if I was in, in Nick's place, I'd probably be a, a little irritated too. Even though, like, again, like I don't really care. You don't like it. Like, a lot of people don't. But I, I think it's a good game. <laughs> Anyway, getting back to <laughs> getting back to Beast Wars, um, our scene shifts to uh, Black Arachnia and Silverbolt. Uh, they stumble across stumble across rather uh, a small chasm, and sure enough, there's a log, that, like a log bridge for them to cross. Um, Silverbolt uh, makes mention that they'll have to cross there. And he starts to, to climb up onto it and starts walking across. Uh, he slips at one point and the, the camera angle that we get is sort of like a bottom up and we see his sort of, like his shadowy sort of figure, like almost slipping off the side and then slowly crawling back. It was a bit of an awkward, that was the one thing I took from the episode that I wasn't overly keen on was the, the way that the, that he moved in, in that particular aspect. I don't know if maybe they just had difficulty with rendering or whatever, but it looked a little weird to me. It's, it's probably more just like trying to get a natural looking slow walk. Yeah. Probably difficult. Cause I don't think, I don't think they did motion capping for this. I think it was more keyframes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it kind of reminded me a bit of, uh, some of the more awkward animations in Ruby at one scene. Yeah. 
Actually, I just watched that that scene that you were talking about, and you're right. It, it is a little weird. It's just like, you know, you see the shadow suddenly pop out, like, beside the yeah. log, and then... And then it slides back. Away. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it was something about the rendering or the... Yeah. Hmm. Probably something like that. Uh, <laughs> so... Once he manages to, to regain his balance, uh, Black Arachne pulls out her gut again. <laughs> he turns around, um, looks at her, and is sort of resigned to himself. He's like, uh, he's like, I understand. You are. That's fine. It, um, the, the, the line, um, there's a Taking Back Sunday line, uh, that I think would fit, um, Silver Bullet, where, uh, if you, you could slit my throat, and with my one last gasping breath, I'd apologize for bleeding on your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, doesn't he say? Wait, the, doesn't he, he say says, that the it, you are after all a predicon? Doesn't he say that in a in a minute when he's oh, hanging wait, from? He the, does, he, yeah. but it, it, it's 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 he does say it in a minute, like he like says it, but you get that, but just this body language, you get the impression that's like that's what he's thinking right now. Yeah. You know, like, it's like. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, of course. I guess that's good. That's of course that's how it's gonna be. Like yeah. you know, kind of thing. Like yeah. he's not judging her. He's just like whatever. Yeah. I guess that's how it is. Yeah. <laughs> he's in your nature. Says, you can't really help it. Right. Then he says, "Behind you," and she's like, "I'm not falling for that." <laughs> they gets attacked by Tigatron. Two point oh. No, that was a saber tooth. Saber tooth Tigatron. It's his transmetal form. <laughs> My question: Did 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 regular tigers and saber tooth tigers ex- um, inhabit the planet at the same time? I don't think so. Probably well, not. I think I think the the white tigers were in the snow. Oh, and okay. The saber tooth tigers it. were yeah. in the more temperate uh-huh. areas. Yeah, no, that makes mm. sense. <laughs> also, this um, saber tooth tiger has the weirdest looking tail. The short tail. They do. Yeah. They did. They did. They had short tails. Did they? Yeah, I yeah. Was, I thought it was long like a regular tiger. No, they have short tails. I, although I will, I will say, like joking aside, I think that saber tooth tigers were closer to the, were closer to like the modern era. Like, like I think human, like humans and saber tooth tigers were around at the same time, just like mammoth humans and mammoths were around at the same time. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so it it may be that if I knew science, it may be that science says that there were regular tigers and saber tooth tigers at the same time. I think that it's it's a lot closer than it could be. Like it's it's not like I don't know. Like I like I think I think there were saber tooth tigers like in the grand scheme of things later in history than other things, huh. even if they did go extinct at some point. Yeah. Sure, so um, they, and they do have short, they do have short tails. I'm, I saw some pictures of them. Okay. And, even the skeleton has like a very short tail, so it's not like my mistake. At least, then. At least yeah. that that's what my parents told me when I asked them what a saber tooth tiger was when uh when Trini was that because oh. they they explained to me that a mastodon and a saber tooth tiger are not actually dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Your world even, even, a, even the tiger sword has kind of a shorter tail. The way the the saber tooth tiger sword. Say, not, not, not the white tiger sword. There's <laughs> two different tigers. There's probably yeah. more tiger swords in the series. But, but we're burying the lead here because when, because, uh, what happens next is Silverbolt saves Black Arachnia by murdering an innocent animal. Yes. He tackles it. Yes. Yeah. He, he literally he tackles it and throws back. it over the bridge. Yeah. He, <laughs> throws yeah. it off the cliff. 
he, he transforms noticing a really his... strange oh, animation in it, what you're saying he's transforming into his his beast form and there's a kind of a strange animation thing where like he like transforms and it shows the animation of transforming but then i guess it, it does it like switches over to like the character model of him already transformed so it like his his legs like are kind of sticking out a bit more and then they get pushed back in very suddenly and change like tone like they get darker so it, it, it's a very like noticeable change of model there that where it's like okay it's not like the model can actually you know, that and and the other thing that you guys were talking about about the specifics of the of the walking thing i wonder if those are if those are more if you noticing that is more because of like you watching it on better quality screens than like a CRT TV over the air at, at six o'clock in the morning in 1996. Like, but yeah, that I mean, like, like that's, I, I, I'm nitpicking it. Right. Right. Cause right, I mean right. like, but like pretty much what it is, is like, um, when he, when he's like, when he, when he switches from like robot form to, to, to wolf hawk form, he, he has like a bit of robot kibble on him for a second. Yeah. And then he doesn't. And it's really quick. And is and like even like the tonal of his fur on his legs just get a little bit darker. So it's very clear that they had they have two different models and they switched to the one model as soon as he was transformed. Yeah. And it might also be like it also might be more awkward because it's because he's he's battle damaged. Yeah, that's true. The his the current model they're using is a battle damaged one. They might not have a. The beast mode for it. Yeah, I mean, like it's early CG from forever. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's like uh, it's not a big deal. It's just interesting to note as like someone who's into animation. You know? Yeah, and that's why we're discussing it because we're just wondering <laughs> how it happened. Totally. Mm-hmm. Spice. Yeah. I was I was talking to somebody <laughs> about Beast Wars the other day who <laughs> oh. hasn't seen Beast Wars in years and years and years, and he said something about the CG not holding up. I gotta say, I mean, I like aside it. from like really early episodes. I feel like it holds up, like, like especially this season, I think it looks better than stuff that comes out today. I think this, I mean, I mean, obviously, tech, technologically, Transformers Prime uses more technology, oh. but, but I think this show looks better than Transformers Prime. Huh. So, yeah. and part of that is a stylistic choice, because... Yeah, I was going to say, I think but, there's, there's something about the style of Prime that's way different than, than Beast Wars, so... Huh. Right, right, but I'm just, I'm just saying, like, like, yeah, it's not just, like, I don't think anybody would say that, like, uh, trying to think of an example of a of a cartoon that looks bad. What's a what's an early like like the Star Trek cartoon series? Yeah, yeah. I don't think and, anybody and had, would almost, say like the Star Trek cartoon series holds up really well today visually. No. Like the stories, the storylines can, you know, you might say, but like the the look of the Star Trek cartoon series. Is, it doesn't hold up. No. <laughs> or yeah. maybe even a show, um, one that's just off the top of my head, like the, the Mighty Hercules show. That mm. one wasn't oh, yeah. that good animated. Even Super Friends wasn't the best animated. Right. Like, right. So basically, and, and like, there's those really old, um, yeah. Kind there's those really old, like, Fantastic Four cartoon and the Hulk cartoon that's, like, barely mm. animated at all. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, the Spider Man cartoon. the name of the company? It was, like, super. Super low budget. Deek? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, yeah hey, Satan looks great still. <laughs> I mean, not... people even complain about, I mean, people complain about the X, the 90s X-Men 
animation, which I think actually holds up pretty well, but but also looks a little dated. Like I just I don't even feel like, especially this season of Beast Wars, I don't feel like it looks particularly dated. I feel like it looks like that's the style that like like if they made Beast Wars today, they could make it look exactly like it looks right now. I mean, maybe you know, clean up some some modely stuff, mm-hmm. and nobody would think it looks particularly bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, just like the back. And I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. don't know if it's just us because we're like been watching a show for so long, and we just got used to it. And I, I agree with you, but like it was funny because I was I was on um, an episode of uh, di- uh, uh, Digital Moncast, uh, and uh, like there's there's like two di- Digimon that when they digivolve. There's like CG components to the digital uh-huh. evolution animation, and like it shows like it shows like uh, Greymon turning into um, oh into War Greymon, the Metal yeah. Greymon. Oh okay. Metal and then and then and then like Gururumon and a Weregurumon, and I was watching and and on the show they were like oh it looks so bad, and then I watched it and I'm like they look fine, it looks <laughs> fine. I don't understand why. I mean it just it just it's early CG, but like the models are are not like detailed enough to look bad. You know what I mean? Like. Right. I feel like there's they're so there's so much a cartoon that it just looks like a moving plastic toy almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also, I think, bad, I think, I think that they told me it's because I've been watching Beast Wars, and I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe you guys are right. I don't know, but that's I, how I, I think. I think also, I think um, uh, that early CG. Um, so, I mean, some of it looks good, and some of it looks bad. But early CG, the style, like the style of the look has kind of come full circle in that, like, you can see that as a stylistic choice or as a, you know, a thing. Like, like, I think, like, to me, Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace looks really good. Like, it doesn't look real necessarily, but, but the, but the, the CG in that, the, you know, the big, you know, the big, the tanks and the, and the battle droids and, and the Gungans and everything, like it's got a very distinct look to it yes. that, that really, that really makes it, makes it stick out and, and, and unique in a way that, in a way that no other, that not a lot of other films are. And it's, and it's because they use that early CG. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's interesting to me because I mean, I'm a big defender of, of CG over, over practical effects or CG to complement practical effects or whatever. I, I don't necessarily, like I don't, give as much credence to to practical effects especially in beast wars i don't oh. think i don't think when they use practical effects in beast wars that it works pretty particularly well like that that the that's when fire. the moon exploded didn't yeah. look pretty that's good not, that's still not a practical effect that's still a special effect like i mean like <laughs> one of the things using that, photoshop to put a jpeg on something yeah. <laughs> one of the things that i was going to bring up is comparative like comparatively speaking to Shows that were on around the same time, like the the new adventures of Johnny Quest that had CGI, God. uh, Roughnecks, uh, Starship Troopers. That was another one I think that was on right around that time, which was also they there was a bonus episode of TWA on them. Right. Um, shows like that, the animation was so janky; it was not fluid. Like the the movement of the characters just they didn't smooth it out at all. So when you got to these CGI parts, it, it didn't. I didn't get a lifelike feeling when I watched it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the Johnny but, Quest ones especially. Yeah. Ugh. And and 
is even the even I'll I'll go as far as saying the first season of Beast Wars was really it gave me that vibe initially, and as time wore on, it started to improve. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that that was maybe more the animators getting a chance to improve. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think there were jumps in technology, but yeah. also, yeah, clearly you can tell that they're getting better at stuff. I mean, just the fact that like those first few episodes, as iconic as they as as they are, I mean, the 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 landscape was just this desolate yeah. brown. Yeah. Which I love, and I wish they would do. Like, I wish that they could, like, reintroduce that a little bit more. Because I love the the way I love the like the sparseness of it. I wish they they'd they'd like bring bring that look back while still being able to incorporate a little more detail. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we should probably get back to the yeah. show. Yeah, we went on a bit of a tangent. Um, <laughs> see, where we left off, uh, Silverbolt was wrestling. Sil- Silverbolt a- was murdering the tiger. Yes, he was mur- murdering the the saber tooth tiger, uh, rolling around with it, doing some wrestling, and uh, the tiger tried to to choke him at one point and then they roll off a cliff together. <laughs> he manages to transform and grabs onto a vine. Uh, and then from, from there we've got black arachnia who's sort of standing over him looking down, pointing her gun. And this is where, where he actually says, I understand after all you are a Predacon. And so she sort of lets the vine snap instead of shooting him. And as he starts to fall, she sort of gets this, uh, expression on her face of surprise and concern and then shoots her sort of hook and manages to, to rescue him of all things. And, uh, and I just want to say, like, I, I didn't mention it earlier, but Silverbolt's such a good boy where he's like, Oh, the person who was just trying to kill me, I guess I could just walk away. But he's like, no, I'm going to save them because I'm a fucking hero. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. But uh, so she manages to to get him, pull him up. Uh, He's still sort of hanging on the side of the cliff and pulling himself up as uh, he's like, why did you save me? And we then cut. Back to the dark side, and we've now got Megatron, That's so good. Inferno, and Quick Strike listening in <laughs> on the conversation. <laughs> so they're all sort of listening intently, wondering what's going on. And we hear Black Arachnia say, uh, "Well, there might be other creatures." <laughs> you can cross the faces and then we have Megatron give this absolutely disgusted look and he goes oh yuck did, did we mention that the damage line gets repeated yes uh, oh yes okay. right she she then asks she asks him if he's damaged and he says just enough to make me interesting I don't think that, which to me it makes it makes it seem like he doesn't understand what she meant by that line yeah. because like you're not damaged, Silverbolt, you're perfect. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, he is damaged because like, cool. he's got his wings messed up. No, but her, yeah, but her line is all about how she's like kind of fucked up. Like, you know, yeah, I can see like an actual you know person saying that in real life to be like, yeah, like you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucked up enough just to be interesting, kind of thing. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, I think he knew exactly what it was going on. He was, he was just uh, being cute, you know. Yeah, yeah he was just yeah. being, you know, he was just being intentionally. Maybe, maybe he's playing into the, the, um, the, 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 the corniness that Jordan was referring to earlier. 
yeah. and intentionally I, saying, you know, saying the line that lines up with him. It's, it's just totally. like there's there are some times when he it does seem like he is really doing uh being corny on purpose. Like he knows that it's corny and he's doing it. <laughs> and he loves it. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> just, that's the other thing is that while it does seem like he's playing it, he he kind of really likes it. So mm-hmm. it's it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good it's, little it's a good little scene and I like it. And then yeah. like you said, going back to the, the Predacons and they're just like grossed yeah. out. <laughs> at this I will romance. say as he's falling and she's like pointing the gun at him and he's sort of, I'm like, he does realize that's a grappling hook, right? Like, I think she can change the setting on the fly, which is why he. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But yeah. But usually doesn't she have like a missile that she shoots in it? Like is the. She shot. Yeah. Like, like, out of yeah. Or two. yeah well, usually when it's that arrow thing, it's definitely looks more like a. Like a she uses a more, she uses it for a yeah. grappling hook. Yeah, I mean, I feel like usually that's a, but also like, I mean, she's he is fall like, I mean, even from a like, maybe maybe Silverbolt doesn't realize that, but it's like from the from the 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 watch the watcher, you're like, that's a grappling hook. That's Whoa. she's not gonna shoot him. She's maybe, gonna save him. Maybe she's treating it like a really big bullet, and it's like I can't miss with this one. <laughs> well, I mean, it. If you remember, Tarantulas has a similar gun, and yes, the, in the first the, season he does. Yeah, and the and the head can be used like as like a sharp projectile, like yes. when uh, in Guerrilla Warfare, uh, you know, Primal caught it and just impaled him on it. So yeah, so I guess I guess it's it's basically like if a grappling hook has like iron spikes on it and it hits you hard or in your soft parts, it's going to hurt. So. Mm-hmm. So I think it's yeah. kind of that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I and it's fu- I mean, it's a thing. Like it's a thing. It's a you know, it's actually probably more clever than I'm giving it credit for. But like, it was just one of those things that I, I it was very, 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 very clear that she was going to save him. Well, well, like, I mean, like I didn't get the impression that that wasn't clear. I guess when I saw it, like I thought, like, he, was, why would you shoot someone falling anyways? Right? Yeah, yeah, I. I know. It's just it's yeah. see, I I don't know. I felt like it was trying to be a twist, but Cause it, 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 it's pretty fast. Like she just kind of looks at him and she's like, and then she just goes like, pop, shoots. Like it doesn't. It's not I'm, like a delayed. Thing, I'm pretty but. sure it was at least 15 minutes of the episode. <laughs> 15 minutes of our episode, maybe. <laughs> By the way, she's pretty big. Can you time that for me? Heavy, heavy boy, and she just like pulls him up, no prop. I mean, she's heavy, she's struggling, but it's fucking. He's heavy. Look, she's a robot. Robot. And she's a spider, so maybe she's got Spider-Man like powers. Yeah, she's got the proportionate strength of a spider. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> anyway, she's away. not as strong as Tarantulas though, because he has the proportionate strength of a robot spider. <laughs> okay. Anyway, getting back to this episode, um, we cut to the Axelon now, and we've got Dinobot who is uh sort of studying the the energon storm on the center console uh optimus is just coming out of the cr chamber and dinobot is basically you know very insistent that optimus should forget about the rescue plan and start devising an attack plan uh because while they have lost silverbolt megatron has lost both black arachnia and tarantulas so now the numbers are in their favor but I mean, I just wasn't on their team, so yeah, it's not actually the case. <laughs> doesn't know that he's not good at intelligence. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> um, also, I mean, it's not really like 
Tarantulas is just barely not a Predacon anymore. Like, it, like he's he still has been on the Predacon side in every single major skirmish thus far. Yeah. He's, you know, he's well, not... Well, except for the I last like, episode where Tarantulas was on the maximal side for a little bit. But for, yeah. yeah, yeah, I suppose. I suppose. That's the close. Yeah. Like, that's the furthest. And that was the last episode. I mean, hell, okay, in this he episode, did. he doesn't even attack the Maximals. He attacks the Predacons. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> Look, okay, you know what? Last I'm episode, not he, I'm not episode saying he's don't their... count, because I only watched those once each. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying he's their friend, but, like, he's, he's like... Uh, he's Yeah, he's no, neutral. you're right. He is his own faction. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. Um, I think that's, I think that's, that's correct. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to make another joke. Um, so do you think that, uh, Optimus, since he's like a big gorilla, do you think he has the proportionate strength of a gorilla? So he's like, got the strength of like two gorillas. (laughs) (laughs) And like Megatron, he has the proportionate strength of a T-Rex, but he's like the size of a regular T-Rex, so it's actually the same amount of strength as a T-Rex. But that's like stronger than a spider. Well, so I've got a question about that though, because T-Rexes normally have short, stubby arms that never really look like they're that strong. So would it be that his like body and his legs would be strong, but his arms would be like super duper weak and frail? I mean, yeah, yeah, but like a T-Rex. <laughs> He has the proportionate strength of a T-Rex legs in his legs and the proportionate strength of a T-Rex mouth in his mouth and yeah, stuff like that. Bite, but if he can fight real hard. Yeah. <laughs> but if he went to the Cybertronian gym, everybody would be asking what if he actually lifts. Well, no, because he, right. he would just he would just do like um, squats and everyone would be really impressed. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or he'd lift with his teeth. <laughs> and then like and then like Silverbolt, he's got the proportionate strength of a fox and a fox, <laughs> a wolf, whatever he is. So that's like that's like more. Although again, he's about the size of a wolf, so you know it's and he looks a little bit roboty. So okay. that adds. <laughs> Okay, I think we've we've got enough into this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let's pound this into the ground. Um, Rat trap has a proportionate strength of a robot rat. That's probably pretty strong. That's why he's so much stronger now that he's a robot. He can carry a pizza downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) A giant pizza. I would watch that. Anyway, um, so Optimus has a proportionate strength of flavor of a pizza. If you want my hot takes on pizza, listen to Technodrome Tales on Geeks Worldwide. We are every Thursday, nine thirty. Through this episode. (laughs) Anyway, um, Optimus, uh, when Dinobot's sort of persisting with making sure that he goes on the attack, Optimus is like, "I'll remember this the next time you're missing in an Energon storm." And then he and Cheetor proceed to leave the base. Uh, and Dinobot says, yeah, actually, that, I agree. I think that is the yeah. correct tactic. I think if you remember that episode where all of the Predacons died and you, and instead of saving the entire universe, you decided to save me and I told you that was the wrong decision. That was, uh, I maintain that statement and that stance. Yeah. Um, Dinobot calls after him saying that victors do not spur an opportunity. Um, he then uh, goes up to one of the computer consoles, and we see this little sort of box attached to his waist, and he presses a button, and these two little cords 
managed to attach to the console, and we see this energy sort of moving into the console. We don't actually know what he's doing, though. Um, No. We then cut to to Optimus and Cheetor as they fly off in the direction of the storm. Uh, Yeah, and as we sort of alluded to earlier, Kendall, um, the whole thing that Dinobot is doing uh, was apparently he was, there was an episode that was never made. I think it was called Dark Glass. Yes. Like it had a script and, and pre stuff, but then never was actually produced or aired. But My favorite episode of Dark Glass is the one where, um, they all have like cameras in their eyes and you can, you can, and they can just like rewatch all of their memories. I was yeah. expecting a Garth Marenghi joke, but go on. <laughs> that was a that was a, uh, a a a black mirror joke. I know. Yeah. Also, for the record, I I looked up Dark Place. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is expensive on Amazon. <laughs> I really wanted to buy the DVDs, but I think it must be British That's or something. Yes. It is British. It is. Uh, pretty funny. But if you get a subscription to CISO, then you can watch it for free. Or fucking CISO. What's a CISO? CISO, I hate you. You're not yeah, in Canada, I, I hate you. <laughs> I think, yeah, but that, that, oh, that's that the comedy the, thing, right? Yeah, I th- I think they actually have uh, that in like the Mighty Boosh and a couple of like other and mm-hmm. Monty Python. So they have these like BBC. Right. That's that's probably why on. stuff's expensive. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're exclusive to that. They also that also that one also has every episode of Saturday Night Live, right? I think it it has at least you know the the old uh-huh. uh, the things that they used to rerun a lot on on uh, Nick okay. and Night at least so whatever okay. whatever rights they yeah. own for that. Okay. Okay. Um. Anyway. I yes. Dark places on that uh, new podcast. <laughs> no, we're not making any new podcast yet. Party on, Garth. <laughs> that's the that's the title. Oh my god. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm down. Let's do it. Hey, Greg, we're leaving. Bye. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is that the guy from the IT crowd? I'm going to make okay. my own podcast with Blackjack and hookers. You know what? Blackjack. Oh, man. But, yes. Getting back I don't to the think episode. I would want to listen to a podcast that had hookers. I mean, unless it was like, unless it was like a, like I don't know, like a, like the moth where well, they see, tell. I'm, us, I'm hiring the hookers to review Beast Wars. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like it, it's not so much as that they're hookers as as it's just people whose profession happen to be hookers. Yeah, and it turns oh, out they're like way they're way better. I don't than have a with that. <laughs> it doesn't define them. No, exactly. Uh, yeah, I apologize. Know. I apologize for being sex negative. Anyway, you guys in Canada, they're probably really nice. Debatable. I used to live on a street that was had them quite often. So, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting off topic. Ugh. I used to work a lot. I know what you're talking about. Uh, episode. We need to finish reviewing the episode. Uh, Stop so, saying that. Just do it then, Greg. Jeez. <laughs> you're, you're the one that's in charge. <laughs> do whatever you say. Uh, 
<laughs> I feel like oh. Bert right now. I feel like Bert from Sesame Street. <laughs> I feel like this episode we're get we're we're leaning a little into the into the making you be Zach from Teenagers with Attitude. Mm, I haven't told anybody to shut up yet, though. Right, you're more That's respectable fair. than Zach. Yeah, you, you're Canadian, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. We have a scene now with Silverbolt, uh, basically <laughs> like pestering Black Arachnia now. Uh, He's going to logic her. Yes. He's like, lest you forget, you were originally a maximal proto form. She's like, don't even go there. It's like, but saving me was indicative of your more noble heritage. So obviously she's like, I said. Did that sound really racist to somebody, to anybody yeah. else? He I mean, said, you're more noble heritage. Mm. It's like he's talking to, like, a black lady who's got a white dad. Oh, oh. God. No. Did you have to say no. it like that? Oh. I mean, I, I, I understand what you're coming from, Kendall. I, although I think it really was him just, like, you're just trying too hard to be bad is, uh. like, his is, is his argument here. Yeah. I see what Kendall's saying, too, but, it, I mean, the... The metaphor he used was a little. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I don't know. I just got like a really like a, like old racist man vibe from Silverbolt in this scene. Mm-hmm. It was like, a poor choice of words, I think, with with how. Like I almost, I almost, I almost expected him to tell her that she was a credit to her race. <laughs> God. <laughs> this is gonna go leave. Uh, <laughs> to go this quarter here. <laughs> look! Look! At least look. Emily, I'm sorry that your favorite character is a racist, but I mean that's it's not the it's not the just, just, just continue, okay? <laughs> now it's your turn to be exasperated. <laughs> Kind of listen to everybody. Exasperated except for Jordan. Yeah, I'm rolling with it. <laughs> anyway, um, so she says to drop it. Uh, Silverbolt persists. Oh God, that's another line. <laughs> Um, but yes, he persists and says, just admit there is a spark of goodness deep inside you. And then, and then she turns around and proceeds <laughs> to shoot her, her leg guns at him and he manages to hide behind a rock. <laughs> and when she finishes shooting, she's like, shall I elaborate? He's like, uh, percent, perhaps not. <laughs> I like, I like how quick he gets behind the rock. We don't even see it. This is like, maybe his peaks. It's yeah. really He's like, oh shit. <laughs> she um, has the proportionate accuracy of a spider though, so it doesn't really, it doesn't, it doesn't hit him very well. Well, it's hard to well, manipulate all his legs. Yeah. It's hard to hit him when he's can like, can she bullet curve? I can, no. Wanted. Wanted? Yeah. <laughs> but yes, so they they continue on, or rather, right after Silverbolt says that, he hears Black Arachnia yell, and he rushes over to see what was happened. They both have these aghast looks on their face as they see Tarantula's body parts strewn along the ground, and then they see his body. Um, Black Arachnia says, he's gone into stasis lock, and that explosion didn't do this. And then we get a very serious Silverbolt saying, no, this is the work of... And she's like, of what? Chemical X. <laughs> <laughs> when the Pavlov goes show up and murder them. 
<laughs> but uh strangest yeah. crossover ever. Yeah, I'll say. Um, also, I like how uh, Silverbolt's ears perk up when he comes around the corner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, so he alludes to it being Protoform X, rather not alluding, he announces that it was. Uh, Black Arachne's like, what? I thought it, ex- it was extinguished. And he says, apparently it did not. And apparently it may never. And as he, as he says that, we cut back to Megatron, who is still listening in. And he <laughs> says, interesting. Hmm... So he tells the computer to uh, start fashioning him a blade uh, that is curved, very sharp, and composed of energon. And the computer starts making this blade for him. Um, we then return to Black Arachnia and Silverbolt, and she's getting ready to leave. Silverbolt's like, you're, you're leaving him behind? She's like, I want out of here now. Um... So as they, as she, you know, is really wanting to go, uh, we're, we then see this crab-like figure in the shadows behind them again. Uh, they start to move and as they come around a, another big rock, we get, uh, a little pinch, pinch, like, oh, I'm a crab. I'm going to pinch you. Clack, 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 clack. You get clacks say, again. Crabs are not very threatening. Yeah. Well, you just have to it's hit a- their weak point. It was a weird... And then you'd physical do massive damage. You say crabs aren't very threatening, but have you seen a giant fucking crab before? <laughs> I guess it does have the... Proportional. The proportionate threateningness of a crab. That's true. And on, honestly, crabs like freak me out how they look. They look like big water spiders. So it's I'm just such a, a... It's such a weird... Yeah, no, I mean, I guess it... I guess like... His 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 appearance, like the character design, is is cool. It's just such a weird, especially like to be like this like ultimate weapon kind of character. It's a weird choice of an animal. I guess. I mean, like, like I said, maybe I don't know because I just personally find crabs kind of scary looking. That I kind of like it, and also like giant crabs in games are a huge thing. Like Dark Souls three, especially, like they're they're fucking freaky. Like the way they move and like they just like slam their huge ass claws into you and like wreck your shit. Like uh, if actually, you listen to Let's Plays, you know that I don't know anything about Dark Souls. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I was gonna say that also might kind of feed into uh, uh, the fact that crabs are kind of omnivores. Like they'll eat detritus on the ground. They'll eat things. They'll catch things to eat. So, I mean, maybe that just kind of is more in line with uh, uh, Rampage's personality. Yeah, could be. A- also, Rampage is a weird name for a crab. Well, he, he didn't pick it himself, so. Yeah, yeah. I I wasn't going to spoil his name. No, we, we actually guess... already discussed that. Oh, okay. I mean, he's a, it's Sorry. a cool, I mean, it's a cool design. I just think oh, it's yeah. a weird, like, it's like, it's like if, it's like if, if he showed up and he was a platypus. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like this super, like super, the same, you know, the same exact thing, like played up as this like ultimate weapon, super scary. He was in a big, his protoform was bigger than the rest of the other people's. I think he's compensating for something. Um, no, that's what his cannon's for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his all form is pretty badass, but we'll get to that. I, I think, I think it doesn't really matter that because he's about. <sighs> He looks as much as a crab as as uh as um 
Rat Trap and Cheetor look like a rat and, and Cheetor at this point. Right, like, right. Because, like, like we were saying in the beginning, either due to the fact that he has a mutant spark or or uh, something else happened in the crash, like he's already part transmetalized or whatever. So I think I think it's really just force of personality here than the fact that oh no, it's a giant crab. Mm. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I'm, Which, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even like, I'm not even oh, saying I'm that not he's even not complaining. Scary. Like I'm okay. not complaining. It's just it's just it's just weird to me that it's that of everything. Like even if he was a lobster, I feel like it, it, that's a more crabs are like not even the most threatening thing that looks like a crab and has pinchers and tastes like lobster. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, they got to kind of go into the whole like uh, predicon thing too. So I don't know. Like, I wait mean... a second. I just realized he's he's a he's he's not a real crab. He's an imitation crab. <sighs> <laughs> my god put him in your california roll yep gonna put him in my stir fry him with some ramen noodles <laughs> anyway so make some well, pad not, my wife doesn't like at least tonight you're not dying on turtle soup <laughs> so the the giant crab manages to turn into a pretty large transformer at this point and he, yeah. he starts stalking towards Lacarapi and Silverbolt as, as we cut the commercial. He's got like energon surges going through his body as, as we saw like a little while ago. Um, so yeah, it cuts the commercial. And then when we would have come back from a commercial, we've got him still marching towards them. Uh, Silverbolt and Blackarachne are backing up and Protoform X is sort of cackling maniacally. Uh, mm-hmm. Silverbolt stands in front of Black Arachnia only to get pimp slapped away. Yeah. Um, Black Arachnia then shoots her. her <laughs> He's gun. moving kind of goofy. The protoform yeah. guy is like, with his arms up, like. <laughs> and no. I think that's. I think he's doing that on purpose, though. Like, I think he's trying. Yeah. He's just trying to play up the monster thing, because especially when later when he's crushing a silver bolt and we'll, we'll get well, to I that mean, yeah he's, he's like he's, he's, he's kind of intelligent he's not like super he's not yeah. a mindless beast so yeah no. yeah i think he's just playing it up right now well he he's playing it to a degree because he wants to see them squirm essentially yeah um, so you guys don't think he's i mean i guess you guys have seen past this episode but you i got I the sense that he was that he was like unhinged like crazy out of the thing so he's not he's not methodical in this stuff he's more he's more that he is almost a mindless uh or acting on instinct rather not completely mindless but but just acting on instinct he's crazy for sure i don't know if he's i think i think that's 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 i like when i first saw this i would have i would think that up until the dialogue he had with silverbolt in this episode, then then that kind of makes me rethink it. Okay, I don't remember that scene, so that's probably why. Yeah, we're we're, we're I think it's coming up. So, <laughs> well, I think I'll, it sort of. Plays I'll try in, to pay attention. I think it sort of plays into um, when you look back at like Silence of the Lambs, like you'll get lines of dialogue like I ate his liver with some with some fava beans and a nice Chianti, and then he goes <laughs> like sort of just get that <laughs> reaction. Um, I think that's sort of what we're seeing here. He he's he's trying to elicit a reaction. Uh, you weren't here, Kendall, when we talked about that. Apparently, he was based off of like Hannibal Lecter, like character yeah. traits. Yeah. So, by the way, on his uh, TF Wiki page, that that quote is under one of his uh, pictures. Yeah. 
but I, I think he he's I think he's going over the top just to to get a reaction that he's enjoying. Um, See, I felt like he was more based on the Beast of Hollow Mountain, uh, the uh, the 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 character from. Um, the fifth episode of the of the new uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand series, um, you know, <laughs> that's all I'll say. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, so Black Arachnia uh, shoots him point blank. That her bullets do absolutely nothing, um, which pretty much indicates to me that he's got a transmetal body as as we've seen. Um, so the bullets are bouncing off. He lifts his gun and just shoots her in the gut and sends her flying back. Uh, Silverbolt then like flings one of his missiles and it's shot in midair by Protoform X's gun again. Uh, and he then <laughs> shoots Silverbolt again and then turns back into his crab mode. And then we've cut now to Optimus and Cheetor. Who, who managed to, to see what's going on, and they start flying in. And I just realized that his little megaphone gun works as like a jet thruster on his on his board. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's got it as a little thruster on, on his surfboard there. Um, he, he radios in the coordinates of where they're at, or at least he, he means to, and Megatron then intercepts them. Uh, he... Uh, once the, the coordinates are intercepted, he's like, good, time now for my, and he holds up his, his, a little handle, and he ignites it, and we see an Energon blade, and he's like, time for my surgical strike. It's an Energon switchblade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, why doesn't he make those more? That seems like a very <laughs> effective weapon. I think it's... I think it's the fact that it, it needs, you know, pure energon to actually make it, that yeah. it's a cost thing. That's what I figured as well. Like, it's not something that can be, like, cheaply replicated, I guess you could say. But, like, it, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's like a poison dagger. Like, if he stabs him in the spark, anything except for this guy, we'll see. But if he stabs him in the spark, they, like, would, like, instantly die from it. That seems very effective if your goal is killing the maximals i think it would be better if he did make more knives and like try to do some assassin strikes on the maximals but i also don't think that megatron this megatron would like to do that because then he couldn't gloat yeah 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 i i don't know i mean i mean really really i i think that in these types of shows and also like i think that power rangers in the first season did this uh fairly well like you want the the best epi- the most compelling episodes to me are the ones where they're trying to get a slight strategic advantage. So actually, this episode's a good example of that because you know it's a it's one of these templates of of we're trying to get you know the the Predacons want to get the get the protoform on their side and the Maximals want to do whatever. But like like so so that's a good template for an episode. But also like Power Rangers does. Uh, in the in the first season of Power Rangers, they do. There are several episodes where Rita just try, tries to isolate one of the Rangers yes. and defeat that one Ranger. Like her goal is not to take over the world in one full, fell swoop. Her goal is to eliminate one of the five, and then and uh, or give Kimberly a very bad day. <laughs> right, right. Or it happens in it happens in Dino Charge as well. Like where uh, 
where they just want to get one of the um inner gems like yeah. like uh, the boss guy the says hey something. hey cowardly lion guy get me one of the inner gems <laughs> you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 but yeah um so we cut back to to protoform x who is now holding silverbolt in one of his claws and come to find out he's not just all you know rar uh, he starts talking rather creepily, and he's like, oh, is that fear you were feeling, Maximal? Mmm, yes, my spark, it feeds on terror. Let it- oh, yeah, I guess he did say that. Yeah. <laughs> like, let it grow, let it consume your circuitry. Feel it, yes, feel it, feel the fear. And then we get uh, Black Arachnia, who, who wakes up, and she calls out to him. And, uh, well, yeah, because he's like Sylvester screaming. Yeah. And then, like, he's starting to get pinched, uh, by the claws and he starts screaming. Uh, Optimus and Cheetor then arrive on the scene and sort of buzz over Protoform X's head and then transform and they manage to, to knock Silverbolt loose. They transform and, uh, Optimus gets his turret and Cheetor starts firing his handgun and, uh, they're sort of backing him up and Hands gun. Yeah. Hands gun. <laughs> Black Arachnia joins them, so she's working with the yeah. Maximals bit yeah. here, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they all managed to to shoot him off of a of a cliff. I want to say, what would you say that the height of this cliff was? Probably like 30, 40 feet. I uh, probably bigger than what you think it is because like he's big. Yeah. So like. Yeah, I'd say it's more. Well, the first the 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 ledge they landed on that had his like, I think that this pod was behind him. Yes. Like I think it's it's uh, actually like a only like a ten like maybe like a ten or twenty foot drop, but there's a there but it's a ledge like it's That's you can kind of see you can see that there's more cliff behind him. Yeah, but yeah, he 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 manages to to land on his back, flips himself up. Uh, Cheetor, Optimus, and Black Arachne are all sort of looking down on him, and he then proceeds to transform into a tank mode. Which nobody <laughs> Which is the which him and Cheetor are the only vehicle modes that I like. Mm-hmm. Officially. <laughs> I I like the tank mode a lot. I wonder how the toy worked though, because like the, these treads come out and I'm like, did the toy have those? Did yeah, you have to like, think, put elastics yeah, on it or like Yeah. I think and I think I didn't they like you had to pull them out though for like uh like yes. they were in a compartment? Yeah. Like I didn't have I unfortunately like I would really would have liked a rampage toy, but I never got it. But yeah, I remember seeing how it did it, and yeah, remember yeah, something okay. like that. It's yeah, I really like rampage's tank mode. Uh, I like a I like um tarantulas is is what I would add to Kendall's uh, yeah. list, but I kind of uh, agree with him there. I mean, like I don't dislike rat traps actually, but it's See, not like but I really like Cheetors, um, um, Tarantulas and this one. Yeah. And then Optimus is I don't like at all. But it's whatever. See, yeah, Optimus Optimus <laughs> I'm actually uh, like I don't like Optimus's design in general, but like I can like accept it not being pointless. I really don't like Tarantulas. I re- uh, Tarantulas's thing. I really don't like. I really. I don't think I like Tarantulas Transmetal. I thought I liked him. I was wrong. <laughs> um. And and then Rat Traps. Uh. Racer thing is dumb. Like. I don't know the the on the ground stuff. You gotta. It's. I don't it's know. And then Megatron yeah. again. Meg and Megatron is basically is just like Cheetor. Like they're sort of. Fu- they seem like functional. 
legitimately not Megatron's roller skates, but his flying. Yeah. Um, it seems seems more to like that's just a functional, an extra function rather than like and like literally transforming into a vehicle. Yeah. I, I just, but but there's something about this tank mode that does it. It 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 works for me. We'll see if it we'll see if it sticks around because it. I feel like this. I feel like this rampage guy is breaking all the rules in all the right <laughs> and, ways. Yeah. You you weren't on here earlier for it, Kendall, but there's like. There's a part where, like, when Tarantula shows up and he's in his, like, bike mode that I really like, that I yeah. thought was, like, super cool. So, like, I could have, like, yeah, like, like I don't want to go into it because I already went into it in the episode. But, like, just, like, I feel that ad, that does add a lot to it and a lot of practicality mm-hmm. where he was he wouldn't have been able to do that cool-ass maneuver. In, yeah, well, in, like, his old see, see, it's a good thing that I wasn't um, on that part of the episode because I would have totally just explained in in graphic detail as to why you were wrong but i'm not going to do that because you already hit that part of the episode so well i mean they probably agree with me i'm right okay <laughs> <laughs> getting back to the episode um so protoform x uh starts scaling this cliff in his tank mode uh shooting missiles uh as he's climbing um Every, yeah, his oh, weapon has like a three barrels in it, and it like yeah. rotates to fire. It's kind of it's kind of a neat little thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty neat. Um, from here, Optimus, Cheetor, and Black Arachnid are all sort of like, "Oh my god, it, it's unstoppable!" And then we get him saying, "Your persistence is futile. I rise again." And then uh, Silverbolt uh, appears on the scene. And he's got one of his wing missiles, and he says, "In that case, let us give you farther to fall." And he manages to throw it like a spear. And See, it, he uh, he he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he knows yeah. he's doing it. Okay, okay, <laughs> I'm wrong about everything tonight, so it's cool. Aww. No, no, I'm talking about Silverbolt. No, he's talking well, he about knows. Silverbolt being corny. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. okay, <laughs> okay. Um, but, uh, I mean, so his, yeah. his missile manages to connect with, uh, one of the treads of his tank mode, and rather than exploding, it just sort of jams it up, and, uh, it causes him to, uh, lose his traction, he starts falling down, smacking along as he goes, he starts bouncing, uh, and as he bounces along, he manages to transform back into robot mode, and just because, before he goes over and even the ledge longer, that yeah, a ledge to a longer drop. Uh, he fires off a missile. It manages to explode just in front of Black Arachnia and sends her flying backwards uh, into a chasm behind them. Uh, so she's screaming, falling. Silverbolt runs, jumps over her inch of the same chasm to follow her, and no hesitation. Yeah, and screams at his wings to work. And they finally start to work for him. Yeah, because yeah, he can't. He doesn't. He's not sure he can fly, but he still jumps down the hole. Yeah. He's fucking yeah. badass. <laughs> yeah, and he manages to catch her and flies back up, and she hops up. Um, <laughs> she once he he catches her and brings her back up. She's like, not too shabby, but don't expect any gushing gratitude. And then she sort of you know jabs him and hops out of his arms. And he's like. I do not. You are, after all, a Predacon. So she uh, she runs away. As he goes to try and chase after her, Optimus calls him and tells him to let her go. 
And Silverbolt looks so dejected. He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he literally goes, oh. <laughs> he literally says that. <laughs> um, Cheetor uh, asks what they're going to do about old crab legs. So, I mean, he, he just met this thing and he's already given it a nickname. Well, Cheetor's always making up new words and, and things like that. Yeah. Okay. I bet you the mi- I bet you the minute he saw him crushing uh Silverbolt, he was waiting for a moment to use it. Yeah, I would say so. Um Optimus goes on to, to say, Well, he's not going anywhere and I'll need to confer with Rhinox on how to handle him. He's like, Come on, let's get back to base. Uh so Optimus and Cheater start flying off and Silverbolt's sort of hovering in the air. He looks back in the direction that Black Arachnia had gone. He's like, Ah, you're much more than a Predacon, my lady. Someday you will come to release, realize that. And she... Do trumpets sound when he says that? Because I know a couple of his lines he gets I trumpets. Think so, yeah. Um, she, she pops out and she's looking as he, cause he transforms and flies away. She like, she's like, ah, like I needed him to catch me anyway. So <laughs> yeah. she, she hooks away, sort of like Spider-Man. Yeah, just pulls out the grappling yeah. gun and just swings away. Yeah. And so we, we then cut back to, to X, who he sort of like created a crater with his impact on the, on the ground. Uh, and he's experiencing some energon surges from all his damage. Uh, Protoform, not Mega Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, we then see Megatron, uh, finds him and ignites his, his energon blade and we sort of get a zoom in on his face. And then we then cut to there's a, and there's a good scene like when when he bring like as it zooms in he brings the blade up in front of him yes since so it's energon so it's kind of uh so it's it's kind of transparent at times with crackling energy and it just waits until one of the crackling energies fills the screen to do the transition it was yes. kind of a neat and very creepy uh, wipe um, because what happens is we we transition then to to Axe's face rising up from one of the Predacon CR chambers. And uh, so Megatron is watching on from his chair. Um, he's like, impressive. Using an Energon blade on any other spark would have destroyed it. He's like, however, it seems you cannot be terminated. And he's like, advantage? And right after he says that, X pulls out his gun. He's like, or is it? And then Megatron... Uh, Pulls out this box, which all the first time I ever saw this box when I was a kid, I'm like, that looks like a quarter pounder box. It, yeah, yeah, it kind of does. Shape. Yeah, yeah, it does kind of have the shape of a McDonald's burger. Yeah, but the the way that the box is shaped, like it's got that sort of shape to it, but inside you see. Uh, a spark, and then these energon crystals, like these jagged energon crystals. Uh, so when Megatron compresses the box, because it's got springs on each corner, uh, it starts to squeeze the spark, and we see uh, X. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just that X can like can exist like as a separate thing from a spark. Like he's still functioning even with spark outside of his body, which is kind of yeah. interesting. Well, it, it, well. What we're going to find out later on is that he didn't take out the entire spark. He he literally cut the spark. Oh, fuck. So, yeah. So, so half yeah. the spark is still residing in Rampage's body, and the other half is in this box. 
And so any time that Megatron squeezes the box, it causes him physical pain and energon surges. And that's what we get here. Um, Megatron then just basically, like, boots him right in the face and sends him flying almost into lava. Um, he goes on to, to, Welcome to the Predacons of Rampage. You shall be an honored member so long as you never forget one important fact about your new life. And then he holds up the box and he says, It's mine. And he squeezes it a bit more. Uh, Rampage is in pain. And then we cut back to Megatron who says, Welcome, my new servant. Yes, welcome to the Beast Wars. And so we sort of zoom in on his face and we see Rampage's reflection in his eyes. And uh, almost like a fiery effect because of the lava. And the <laughs> end of the episode. So Kind of hardcore there at the end there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So found it, it fit pretty well with the whole sort of horror motif that that the episode had going for it for a bit, I think. Mm-hmm. But overall thoughts on it? I I thought it was a good episode. It was it was it definitely uh it's kind of set a tone and it stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is and and it still had, you know, those it had good lines. It had some moments of uh of like comedy and stuff like that, but it still kept the the actual tone of of like you know just this monster. Yeah. So it wasn't as good as like the low road. <laughs> but, God. <laughs> but I would say I would say this was one of the this was definitely the best episode of season two. I agree with that. Definitely, it's my favorite yeah. season two episode. It's probably it's it's probably matched with like the uh, I don't remember the name of the episode, but <laughs> all of uh. Tigertron losing his uh, tiger girlfriend. That was some really cute. Aww. So those two together are like probably my favorite episodes. Um, this one and that one. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a cool setup too. The whole like they there's this like creepy robot thing that they don't really understand. That's somewhere in the forest with them, and a Predacon and Maximor separated from their respective teams and have to like work together to like try and get like back. And survive this. It's just, and I, that's just a cool setup. Like, uh, and I know that I know that there's I know that they're uh, that they're sort of trying to to blur the lines between teams in the season, and also kind of set up the the relationship between um, Black Arachnia and and Silverbolt. But I do think that those two are the only two maximal Predacon pair that wouldn't have. Just compl- just like murdered each other uh, in uh, this situation. I could see Waspinator working with another Maximal for survival, but I could not see Inferno for sure. So no. or Quick Strike. So like like Waspinator might be willing to work work with with them in a in if like they were constantly threatening Waspinator. Yeah, um, that's true too. But who would but who would be patient enough on the Maximal side? I guess maybe Optimus to try to work with with Waspinator because it's because it's a combination of of Black Arachnia sort of her being smart enough to uh, lay low, you know, do anything to survive with uh, with Silverbolt's just complete unending patience and willingness to work with anyone. <laughs> yeah, they're the best uh, disregarding their romance. Even they're the best kind of like team up of Maxwell yeah. Predacon we could have gotten for sure. I mean I mean I guess like Silverbolt could have 
Silverbolt might have been able to 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 convince uh, uh, Waspinator to to work with him if it, it, given. Well, I mean, I mean, you really could have. I guess you could have just about any pair if if you if you were good at writing things. But I'm not good at writing things, <laughs> so uh, that's why I think it had to be this way. The end. <laughs> I thought the, the the pacing on the I really like the pacing on the episode. I thought it worked out really well. Um a lot of the dialogue was was really cute too. Um yeah, that damage line is still great. <laughs> um and again the the only real quip that I had with the episode was the that sort of scene on the log. That that was the only and that was minor compared like that's something I can overlook. Because uh, I I really liked the episode. Like, sure, we got the the introduction of the character, but we had some you know some interesting banter between Black Arachnia and Silverbolt, and I just liked the way that everything just sort of flowed. Um, I found that we had a lot more scene cuts than what we normally do in an episode, um, but I found that it wasn't so much that it detracted from the episode. So. So good. It was a law and order thing. Like it was, it was more scenes, but they were, but they were. Every scene was important. Yes. Yeah. So more stuff happened. You, you, you were able to really tell multiple storylines compellingly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. There was the episode. Um. So, Jordan, did did we have some questions tonight? I know we were sort of late, unfortunately, with getting. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if we got any or not. We did get we did get one uh, from Ryan again. Okay. Um, so Ryan Butson asked, uh, with the mention of Captain America last episode, mm-hmm. what hero villain slash villain do you think each Maximal and Predacon uh, best represent? Uh, well, I, I definitely want to say Optimus is Superman. Yeah, I want to yeah. say that too. I'd say Optimus is Hydra Cap. <laughs> Please no, I don't want to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who Kaiju is. There's so, there's so much in that there that. Uh, well, the, <laughs> the the new Marvel event has Cap, Captain America is a Hydra agent or rather. Oh, Hydra Cap. If I said Hydra yeah. Cat, and I'm like, who was Hydra Cat? Is <laughs> 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 a cat with multiple heads? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> now, would that be cute or terrifying? Um, well, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, you know, it's along the lines of Dexstar, both. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I love um, Dexstar, though. But yeah, I can I see, yeah, I was saying Optimus is Superman, but I might just be colored by that one scene in that one episode. <laughs> uh, I think, no, I think Optimus and Superman is, is apt. I think, I think uh, Megatron uh, lines up pretty well with Magneto in some respects. Right, mm, and he's it. right. <laughs> I think I was I was just like Lex Luthor just because like he's kind of like conniving. Also, like Lex Luthor. At, at least he tries to be a Lex Luthor at the very at the very yeah. least. And um, I mean Dinobot's Wolverine clearly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rat Trap is the Flash. Uh, Cheetor's Robin. Yeah. Yeah. What would Rhinox be? I'd say Rat Trap is more like Green Arrow. Rhinox is Cyborg because he's black. <laughs> Because it's funny every time. That's why I keep doing it. We gotta stop reacting to it. Yeah. Um. Look, at least I didn't say it was Black Panther. 
because it actually kind of makes sense to have Rhinox be, be cyborg because he's the he's the tech person. Yeah, I suppose that works. Is there that is sense. there a version of a, of Rhino but good and smart? <laughs> I want to say, wasn't there an early story? After one more day, where Rhino is turned out had like a girlfriend, and he was trying to sort yeah. of turn over a new leaf. Yep, yep. And then, and then, and then his girlfriend died because oh. nobody oh. can be happy in comics. Yeah, they they actually kind of uh, made reference to that in Clone Conspiracy because he got super pissed off because the clone of his girlfriend died. Mm. Oh. Uh, oh, pressing. But I don't think that that I don't think terrible. in any way that Rhino and Rhinox are similar characters. Yeah. Yeah. No, good point. Um. Uh. The cast. Black Arachne, I would almost say, is a Black Widow. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I. 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 Kendall hates both sides. So it, it's kind of awkward to say because like Black Arachne, but doesn't like Catwoman, but she's very kind of Catwoman esque that yeah, way. Could be a two. That could work. Uh. uh so oh so so that means that um that uh that Silverbolt is is Batman because no, they have this relationship that's completely <laughs> no. unearned. No. Silverbolt <laughs> is Adam West Batman. I yeah, that okay. Work, yeah. 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 Actually, yeah. That's that's perfect. Just Actually, did you did you, if you did, did want to say if you did want to say that Cheetor is Robin, I think that Dinobot as Batman would also be apt. Because he's sort of the outsider and also uh, in a, like a sort of a, a role model for for uh, Cheetor. Hmm, possibly. I mean, yeah, none of them are perfect comparisons because I wouldn't even say that Dinobot and Wolverine's a perfect comparison. They Wolverine has a bit more like um, outward compassion, even though he does, even though they're both kind of like grim and like try to act like tough guys. Like Wolverine will come to the defense of the little guy a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Spider-Man and uh, Rattrap kind of line up with the quips and the? Uh, I said I I feel more he's more a Green Arrow one because he's a little bit more like cynical. Okay. Spider-Man is, uh, and Green Arrow yeah, is kind of like cynical wisecracker. Yeah, I think that could work. Um, what about the hey. remaining Predacons though? Hmm. So let's so, see. So uh, Waspinator is a trickster. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it could work actually. I was gonna say Waspinator is uh is Rufus from the Superman movie. Is not his name? Yes. Oh, yeah, God. it's like Mr. Luthor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, just because I, I, that scene in Justice League Unlimited where like the Flash talks down Trickster, I could see that being like Waspinator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would leave Inferno, Quick Strike, and Tarantulas. <sighs> I kind um oh, I don't know. And let's compare Tarantulas to Joker before, but it's not quite because he's not as unhinged. But yeah, yeah. I mean, he's devious and crazy, but not. The, I mean, in the same. I think I think in the in there have been times when he's like early in this early in the show, he was he was the he was a very Joker esque. He's sort of he's sort of gone his own because like now he's now he's the. He's the manipulative. Now he's the thinker. Yeah. You know, before yeah. he was, he was more, more, uh, just trying to have chaos and stuff. Yeah. Um, Inferno. I wish I could remember the name of Dark Side's like sort of lack. Oh, yeah, his Major Damo. Yeah. 
Oh, what is his name? Mm. I, I can't. I know can't. they can send it in, but that's who I think <laughs> Inferno is. I, I actually think Inferno. Inferno actually does line himself up well as a, um, as a, as as a Hydra agent. Um, I think yeah. that you could the the ones if you take the if you take the um the idea of Megatron as Red Skull and then and then uh and then like some of the the one the Predacons that are actually loyal to him kind of line up pretty well as as Hydra agents. Yeah, yeah, I can oh. see that. Yeah, especially like Quickstrike and Inferno. Yeah, or maybe have them as AIM agents. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, there's that question. Uh, so that was the question. Uh, Jordan, I think we had. A- oh, wait a second! Wait a second! No, Tarantulas yeah? is Modok. I was I was actually going to ask about Modok, but I was not expecting Tarantulas. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's hmm. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like scary Modok, not not jokey Modok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that could work. Yes. Um, I believe but, we had a uh, another news post from Lady Kakers, did we not? Yes. Yes. Also, um, I'll read that, but uh, somebody else responded to something on the Facebook. Okay. Uh, like well, last week's post, somebody answered a question, okay. so we should read it. Yeah. So That's somebody on Facebook pulled up. Uh, Jordan, you fi- you go find it. Oh. Okay, I and it was it from here. last week. It was David. It was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. D- David Muma, uh, in relation to our, uh, discussion with regards to, uh, preferred canned beverage of Cybertronians, he says it's, is Engex, which is basically Roo beer and might be distilled <laughs> from Energon. He says it is uncertain. Okay. <laughs> Glad we had that fact check. Yes. I, is it, I just, you know, people <laughs> are going to write on our Facebook. We may as well read it out loud. Sure. To all the people who have iPhones yeah. but don't have Facebook. Or have sure Facebook is, but just don't, don't care about it. Just like, don't, <laughs> why would anyone have Facebook and not join Warren Beast as the first thing they do? True. Well, that's, I mean, I know that's what I did. When I first joined Facebook in 2006, I was like, where's the Warren Beast group? Thank <laughs> <laughs> you so long to find it. But once you get it. All right. So here's I'm going to do my Lady K. This is the bad boy of War and Beast doing my best Lady K impression. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't Hello, Beast Arroyas. Casey has risen from the oceanic depths once again to bring you the good word. Hopefully, you aren't too crabby about this episode to enjoy some news. Up first this week, the first three pages of the Earth Wars mini-comic have been released for everyone to see. Technically, each of the first three pages was exclusively put up by three different news... News sites or news sites? I, I, I assume it's, it's news sites. sites. Last week, but now keep, but now everybody has all of them up. So that saves me the trouble of linking three different sites for each page. And then there's a link. Grimlock is kind of funny and cute in it, but wow, do I kind of hate Optimus's beast mode design. Megatron's beast mode still looks okay, though. Apparently the vote on ending on the ending no longer has a set date, so keep an eye out for that if you have any of you are interested. Personally, oh, I'd uh, rather vote on a new design for Optimus that has a less bad face. I was <laughs> going to note, there's, there is, I, I looked at the comic, it's actually kind of funny, uh, like, like 
Casey told us before, they were going to try and pull a uh, a comrade from the future and instead went to back to the Beast Wars. So they pulled ba- – so like Grimlock's there, you know, basically where they're supposed to be and and Prime and Grimlock are there – or Prime and Megatron show up. Prime, Primal and Megatron show up and and like they're like talking to Grimlock who's on the scene and he's like who like who came through and it's like oh it's uh it's it's me from the future <laughs> so he thinks it's him but it's not yeah yeah and uh the the three choices as far as I know to that you can vote on are um Grimlock figures it out and join and joins up with Primal Grimlock doesn't figure it out and helps out Megatron. Or Megatron and Grimlock just fight. Okay. So speaking of Optimus and his beast mode, I have a response to the query directed me last week. No, I don't think Transmetal... I don't think I asked that. I think I stated it. Um, I don't think Transmetal Optimus is Reptilicus. Heck, if this episode taught us anything, if Rampage wasn't already destroyed, uh, he'd be Reptilicus. They, they're both science gone awry, monsters who seem to be unkillable and can hang both in water and on land. Okay. Yeah, that's probably actually based on reason, so I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna (laughs) describe that. Um, so maybe Optimus is the avalanche from Avalanche, the other mystery science theater. (laughs) 3000. Well, apparently, uh, there's more to it there. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep reading. <laughs> Instead, Transmetal Optimus is the Mighty Joe Young to original Optimus's King Kong. Mighty Joe Young, while made using more advanced technology and techniques than King, than King Kong, is nowhere near as popular or well-regarded, though it does have its fans and can be appreciated for what it is. In the same regard, while Transmetal Optimus Primal is an upgrade from his first form, the design itself isn't as popular, and most people associate Optimus Primal with his first form's appearance. Even his Earth Wars design, which is techno-organic in nature, like his Transmetal form, is primarily based on his original body. That being said, I definitely rank his Transmetal body above his Earth Wars body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that all that all checks out. <laughs> Up second this week, we got the exciting news that the Waspinator was added to Transformers 4 to fight in the 20th. As Jordan mentioned last week, the professional Predacon punching bag, or punching bag has joined the game's roster, bringing us another Beast Wars character as with Rhinox before him. His character model is based on his Generations toy, a very cool toy that I wish I owned, TBH. And then there's a link. Um, He's a de- demolitions class character and looks like a lot of fun based on his trailer, which features him squaring off against Ultra Magnus, another awesome toy, though I do actually own this one. He His signature ability called Waspinator Lives allows him to survive a fatal bro- blow and instead render him temporarily invulnerable. Pur- purify him of all deaths. I'm not sure how that said. Yeah, it's something in the game, but I'm not sure how it's and- pronounced. And heals somewhere from 1 to 20% of his health. His his specials are eye lasers, unsteady sting shot, and surprise nuke. That sounds great. That yeah. Sound, like, that's perfect special ability for him. <laughs> Unfortunately, I still have yet to play the game, though I did 
recently downloaded Super Mario Run, which is a fun little diversion. As a follow-up to something mentioned last week, yes, Marissa Fairborn is in the game. While she does unfortunately appear in Kiss Players as a poorly drawn pedophile bait for awful, disgusting people to oogle, that is... Thankfully, not the origin of the character. She first appeared in the third season of G1 Transformers cartoons as an important human ally of the Autobots. Boring. Human allies are boring. (laughs) Wait, wait, yeah. She's a member of the Earth Defense Command and the daughter of G.I. Joe members Flint and Lady J. Nobody cares about G.I. Joe. She's also currently a major character in the IDW Transformers comics and the IDW Hasbro Comics universe as a whole. Note how in the picture below where she is shown... Saving the president from aliens, she looks like a normal adult human and not like a horribly shitty trash that should be thrown in and incinerated along with the artist. Finally, the last news item was small, could have some big implications in the future. Hasbro recently, this is hard to read, a lot of words. Um, Real quick, we'll describe the picture that uh, oh, that lady okay. uh, shared. It's Marissa covered in green alien blood holding a pistol and like I guess taking off her jacket and yeah it just looks like a real fucking badass yeah and the president's like what the and she's like I told you I had dealings with aliens <laughs> okay finally this last news item well small could have some this is I didn't check skip anything did I no I didn't okay uh, I yeah I don't know G.I. Joe's to me like it's like it, it's like like the way it is is I like Beast Wars a lot and because of Beast Wars, I have to accept that other Transformers things can have merit. <laughs> and, like, the next step is G.I. Joe, which I do have. When I was a small child, I had G.I. Joe toys, but, like, I played with the toys, but, like, I I don't have any actual memories of watching the show. Like, I know that I did watch the show as a small child, but nothing, like... I remember more Ninja Turtles episodes and I stopped watching Ninja Turtle when I was four. So like, like, you know, like GI Joe was like before that I was like, like in utero or something, but like I was, there's like a TV in there. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I just don't care about GI Joe. I'm sure it's good. I liked the movie that was bad. The one, the, <laughs> Which the first one, one. <laughs> The one that came, I, was it Rise of the Cobra with, uh, yeah, that was the, the guy from Third Rock from the Sun as, a, as a Cobra or Destro or something? Yeah, Joseph Gordon, Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> okay, was, uh, fine. He played, uh, he would have played, a not Destro, but Cobra Commander. Is that who he was then? Yeah, he was Cobra Commander. You're, yeah. I didn't know that was just, I mean, it, cause I didn't, wasn't really, I didn't really know Joseph Gordon Levitt that much when I first watched that movie. So I didn't also, realize that. Also, it's like a big reveal in the movie. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I like, Snake Eyes. So, and that's enough for me to like G.I. Joe. Snake Eyes is fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, I mean, who doesn't like Snake Eyes? Ray, Ray Park was Snake Eyes in that, and he was Dark Shadow. And I met him. So, uh, cool. I, yeah. yeah he, he, I did his, the, the, the costume for the first movie wasn't very good, but the second movie's costume was perfect. And it was like, I didn't like the second movie that much, but I still thought the Snake Eyes parts were good. I didn't even know the second movie came out. I thought they canceled it when Battleship sucked. No, then I guess it did come out. It must not have been very popular. Finally, this last news item was small, could have some big implications in future. Hasbro recently applied for several trademarks in toy action figures, toy vehicles, and toy robots, convertible into other visual toy forms category. 
Well, three of them are movie related, and therefore, can I can I just pause there? I'm kind of I'm kind of really interested in the fact that there is a toy robots convertible into other visual toy forms category. (laughs) But that is a mouthful. I mean, like I mean, it makes sense. That applies to like that applies to like uh, approximately forty seven percent of all action figures. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it makes sense, like for in toy business and stuff like that. But I just never thought of it, and the fact that they actually have to like uh, use it as a classification. Right, right. Okay, uh, but anyway, uh, there's a Dinobot. One of the words is Dinobot <laughs> that they that they trademarked. This could mean that we'll see a new Dinobot toy in the near future, perhaps in the Power of the Primes toys line. Uh, that was the Power of the Prime toy line. Wasn't that the one from the from the uh, early '90s before the special edition came out when they were trying to bring Star Wars back, and everyone was like, nobody's going to bring Star Wars back. Yeah, that's it. It's not the power of the primes being that thing that we all voted on. Make sure that Optimus Primal was clear of it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I've been awake for twenty hours. Yeah, um, that's okay. We're just, just we're making jokes. Well, yeah, almost done. Well, none of this is concrete. It's still cement, I guess. <laughs> the possibility of a new Dinobot toy is an exciting prospect. He certainly deserves a new toy after him, and Cheetor got the short end of the stick in the Universe toy line. I, I, what I thought was weird about the Universe toy line was when they they started using those the 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 speaking the 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 communication stones like really uh, really uh, really obnoxiously like in every single toy they use the communication stones that. Stargate okay. Universe, it wasn't as good yeah. as other Stargate yeah. Universe things, and I was making a joke. Um, both you. of them I, I, are both of their figures in that line are known for being crappy, and more, more recent attempts at Beast Mode toys have been leaps and bounds better. I'll leave you all with a question. That's a, that's a whole other paragraph relating to the <laughs> horror movie style of this episode. What are each of your favorite horror movie villains? And would each of them? How would each of them fare against a transformer? Obviously, ones who are just normal humans are going to have a major disadvantage, but supernatural superhuman villains might hold it better than their own. Good night, beast. Cast pleasant nightmares. Mwahahaha. <laughs> Good night, Lady K. Um, thanks for doing that. My Kendra. favorite horror villains are the Night of the Living Dead zombies, um, oh, and cool. they would do. They would do well against uh, they would do well against any Transformers because if we're talking about the Beast Wars things, then they've got their they've got organic components that the zombies can eat and turn them into zombie Transformers. I believe that that was in the uh, that that's canon in the IDW uh, that terrible crossover between Beast Wars and Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles. Um, look it up; it's a thing. Yeah, I know, because I have it, but I haven't read it. <laughs> I meant, I meant to, I meant to, but I just haven't had the chance. Yeah, I got a cool patch for it. Um, what's it called? Was it called like Infested? I think it was Infestation. Yeah, Infestation. That's what it was called. You're right. Um, and then, and then they did Infestation Two with all of the other properties that IDW acquired. Um, but, uh, but, um, and then if they were, and then if we were talking about like traditional, like 
giant car transformers, I still think that zombies would do good against them because uh, all the humans would become zombies, and then there's a lot of them. Yeah, from sheer numbers, they could probably, and you know, they if I I think they if enough, if they had enough zombies, they could run out the tr- transformers in either form. Like basically, just a war of attrition would bring them down. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's why zombies are so cool. Um, I was thinking of uh, you ever see the Korean film The Host? Uh, I've heard of it, but I have not seen it. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I, I know like. I'll, like I, I know like the premise, and I've seen the monster, and it's really cool looking. And I want to watch it. Yeah, like I think I think that's kind of a cool monster. I I think he would I think it would do kind of well. Like I mean, it's it's kind of it's basically just a giant mutant. So I mean, it's big and and strong. So I so for basically, especially if like if it was Maximals and Predacons, like they're they're about they're just about human size. So you know, they might have some trouble with it. They would have to, they would have to do a lot to basically, you know, be able to take it on. Um, if they brought it, if it was the original Transformers, they probably would have to bring in like, uh, what is it, Omega Central Sentinel or or oh, Omega Supreme? Yeah, Omega Supreme or or something like that to to handle it. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um. For me, well, would you really consider Cloverfield to be a horror movie? I was gonna say Clover. <laughs> we I, can both say Cloverfield. Because I, I mean, like, I don't, I'm not a big in the horror movie. It's definitely do, a monster I do like, movie. Like, I like the I design mean, yeah. of the Cloverfield monster a lot. Yeah. So I think that would, and similar to what Jordan was saying, I think they would need to have like an Omega Supreme or a Metroplex to be able to to combat <laughs> something that big. Which I, I, Kendall, you probably were not not caring too much, but those robots are ba- basically the size of cities. Mm. Metroplex himself is actually a city. Yeah, he's a he. I figured he was a he was a movie theater. Isn't uh isn't the, the know, Autobot spaceship a uh, Transformer two? Because Cloverfield's monster isn't that big. It's pretty big, but like. I don't know, because like a whole city transforming would probably be bigger than than, than a Cloverfield monster, which I mean, great, probably would win then. <laughs> but uh, if you were having more even size, I'd say it's more like Teletran one uh, when it transforms, because it does transform, doesn't it? I know it doesn't transform with anime. I mean, we don't know how strong yeah. the Cloverfield monster is. That's kind of the point. Well, actually, funnily That's... enough, in in Transformers animated, the ship that transforms is Omega Supreme. Hmm. Omega Supreme. Okay, yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's one. There's one in uh in the in the War of Cybertron. So yeah, that's yeah. That's, I went to I, Pizza Hut the other day and got an Omega Supreme. Nice. It was. I ate it all myself. I'm I'm already hungry. So. <laughs> these are these are bad did jokes have, that other people have, have made to, a million times before. I'm just acknowledging that, but but I just uh, you know. I mean, do you have to ask in weird clip things like you were Yoda? Uh, so does anybody have anything they would like to plug this week? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, as per usual, uh, datatrade.tumblr.com for our blog. Uh, this is Emerald's Twitter, and this is Emerald is my Instagram. Um, I'll plug uh, They See Me Rolling again. Uh, we had fun last last. Yeah, yeah. Was it was a treat having Trevor on. I like yeah, and they're they're uh, 
and their their podcast is pretty fun. You should give it a listen sometime. It's an oh. actual play podcast that uh, is more com- comedic than serious at times, but it's it's pretty good. Um, and also again, Jesse Cooper's stuff at the Curio Cast Podcast Forum. Okay. Um. Uh. Kendall Cast on iTunes. There should be at least a new episode of Pull List by the time this uh, episode goes up. Um, the new Katarn collection will actually be probably in a, f- a few days after this episode gets posted because um, we did some schedule swappery um, so that uh, Nick had time to play the games more. <laughs> um, uh, we're, yeah, but uh, good times for that. Uh, Technodrome Tales. Uh, we're a few, or we've got, I think, three or four episodes into watching Ninja Turtles. It's like this show, if I was less tired. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and ukulele videos on YouTube and at K Holman on Twitter. I sometimes tweet. I usually, I usually just retweet things that are, that are me trying to be passive aggressive. Hey, I I uh, responded to one of your tweets for. Oh yeah, I actually did tweet about stuff. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I sometimes I did. I sometimes I do tweet. Yeah, and I also like link my podcast on Twitter and stuff. So if you follow me on Twitter, it's easy for to for you to see other stuff that I'm involved with. Yeah. I guess I do use Twitter now. I didn't use to, <laughs> but now I use it for different things. <laughs> you basically you don't use it to really communicate or talk to people. So much as as to uh, uh, help people find your your podcast. It's that's an aggregate, yeah, of the Kendall projects. Yeah, <laughs> I am falling asleep over here. Well, I apologize. Aw. No worries. We're all that is done. perfectly acceptable. Um, I'm going to plug uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That oh, it's so good. I love it. <laughs> uh, so oh, it's making me want to play Persona Four. <laughs> Um, I haven't. They're doing a. uh, I can't get five yet. (laughs) But they are doing a let's play of Persona Five. So if you check that out, it is on YouTube on the uh, the Audio Entropy channel, or rather not. Yeah. Teenagers Attitude. (laughs) Yes, that's right. It is the Teenagers. It's like a one. Well, it's it's a weird one that has it says Teens of Two twice. I think. Let me just look it up right now because I have I subscribe to it so that I could watch. Um, Basically, I think it was made with the intention knowing that Atlas might find it and, and take it down. You go on the dark web and <laughs> type in HTTPS colon backslash backslash. It's Teenagers of Attitude twice. That's all it is. So it's like Teenagers of Attitude, Teenagers of Attitude. That's what it's called. Go on darktube dot backslash nine six three four nine two eight seven four. Don't actually do this because we don't want you going to something that then, could be arrested. Then provide them with with half of your social security number and the first four digits, the first six digits of your credit card number. Okay. But don't provide them with any additional information, or they'll be able to steal your identity. <laughs> and as always, please feel free to check us, us as well as a bunch of our friends' podcasts on AudioEntropy.com. Uh, there's stuff going up pretty much every day now, uh, so we welcome you to, to check it out. Like us, if, if you like what you hear, if you're on iTunes or Google Play, please feel free to rate and review. We always, uh, appreciate that. Or just leave us your comments on Twitter, uh, for us, it's, uh, Warren Beast. Uh, 
And then on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash group slash War and Beast. Excuse me, War and Beast Podcast. I had a little bit of gas there. Uh, and then if you're old school. A little bit of air, John, build up. Yeah. Um, and then if you're old school and still use email, you can email us uh, using our Gmail account. It is warandbeastpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so, yeah, another week, another episode. So, with that being said, I have been Greg. I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. Cheetor farted in this episode. <laughs> we, we talked about that, yeah. There you go, folks. Let's roll. That day, she was amazed to discover that when he was saying, you are a Predacon, what he meant was, I love you. <laughs> nice.